boys and girls all over the world tune and dial in to the show where the hosts put what they hate most on a wheel and give a spin because it's movie night and the time is right to kick back and let go if you're in the mix and you like good flicks then you came to the wrong show it's the weekly watch wheel it's the weekly watch wheel with matt jimmy and shamley Ooh, damn What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Weekly Watch Wheel, where we'll watch a movie. I like the energy we're starting out with. This is a great way to begin. <laughs> my name is Matt. You're listening to the Weekly Watch Wheel. I'm here with my good friend, Jimmy. Yo, yep. Uh-huh. But first... When you said good friend, I didn't. I thought you were going somewhere else with it. Yeah. I feel like good is strong. I'm also here with my perfect friend, Shanley. Oh. Wow. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing swell. Yeah. Uh, I ate a lot of pretzel sticks today. Huh. I didn't know we had pretzel sticks in the house. Matt has been smuggling them into his room to shovel them into his gullet. I've been bringing in pretzel sticks, one pretzel stick at a time. Like a psychopath. (laughs) It's almost as bad as me. Whoa. With oh, her corn oh sculpture. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Stop the presses. Can we talk about this, please? We must. Shanley, what, first describe your approach to eating corn on the cob. And I want to know when the hell this begun. She told me that she did this, like, when we started dating or maybe even before. But I never actually seen it until maybe this very night. And still you stay. I never you. saw it. It was brutal, man. It was. It's. It changed. Well, now's things. the time to break it. Break it out, Shanley. So okay. I realize I'm a psychopath for yeah. this, but I like to eat <laughs> corn on the cob. Off one, the cob. <laughs> off the cob, one kernel at a time. Explain to me the process of extracting one kernel at a time off of the cob, if you will. You pinch it. You. It, oh, it's a twist. It oh, the old corn twist. <laughs> the old mm-hmm. pinch and twist. Mm. We've all seen it. Ew. That is that is very offensive, Shanley. Why do you do this? <laughs> so I know it's weird and no. it's incredibly <laughs> tedious, but it's very satisfying that I never have the um, uncomfortable feeling of having the stuff stuck in between my teeth. Okay. And then the OCD part of me loves seeing how clean the cob gets once i i've emptied it of its kernels when did you discover this method for eating corn on the cob i've been doing this since i was like maybe like 11 or 12 wow weird weird yeah i i tend to does anyone else do it or is this a shanley exclusive this is a shanley exclusive wow when you first discovered this did you have to do it in secret (laughs) did you have to like (laughs) like it like a kid hiding his answers he had to kind of like shoulder over your plate no actually i i would do it around family and they're like okay whatever and i also don't really Chew care what away. my family <laughs> thinks so it's like whatever but I've, i realize it is weird and so i avoid corn usually in like public settings or i just deal with you were really like gleeful animal. today when you were preparing that corn is this because you're like oh no, Today's I, the day. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't finally... think about it. Well, I think I, I had some corn on the cob, eating it like an animal. 
And I Excuse me. Wow. Like every <laughs> other human being in the world. It's Jeez. the worst feeling having it all stuck in between your teeth. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you just look and see how much corn is still left. And just, it's so inefficient. That part doesn't count as corn. Inefficient. It's the, it's the leftovers. That's, it's the that's scraps. The, that's the wrong word. It's inefficient to take 45 minutes to <laughs> yeah, eat for real. a three-inch long corn okay, on the cob. Let's, okay, let's take a guess here. How many individual kernels would you say are on a cob, Matt? Oh, 77. 77? I would say like 1,000. <laughs> no, there's pro- there's way more than I think I would say honestly probably like 150 to 200 would be my guess. All right, let's, let's check the sum of all human knowledge here. Oh, dude, Jim Henson is back at the Mopop. Not not his corpse, but like his exhibit. Uh, okay. How many kernels on an ear of corn? 800. 800. Wow. The number of kernels per ear can vary from 500 to about 1,200. Okay. And you so, find it efficient to pluck those out. Giving them the old pension. This insane person (laughs) sits there and just plucks it individually a thousand times. (laughs) That's crazy. And you know what? With her trying to say that she does this because she doesn't like the kernels getting stuck in her teeth. Kernels stuck in my teeth? Not Yes, excellent. Uh, Nonsense, dude. Because how many bites does it take you to finish a Sour Patch Kid, Shanley? How many bites? How many bites? I know the number. Go ahead and just say it. Do you need me to say it? I like to eat them in threes. Three bites per Sour Patch child. That's that's like torturous. That's cruel and unusual. Dude, if you're going like, to eat a Sour Patch kid, you swallow it whole. First off, and you don't want them to, to die alone, so you throw it in with their friends. You get a handful of Sour Patch kids, toss it in. Bam. I feel like then you're not even appreciating whatever color flavor you have. You know what's hilarious about this? I eat like a child in many ways. I don't like unnecessary ingredients in my burgers or whatever. Okay. And, like, I will eat huh. stuff on the side. Like, I don't mind eating onions, but I don't... Like, I'll eat onion rings and a burger, but I don't want onions on my burger usually. Okay. Um, But Shanley is usually the opposite. But in this one specific instance with candies, with Skittles or whatever... She's very specific about, I want to taste the individual flavors exclusively. That is true. You can't just have a Skittle sandwich. I, I'm not entirely sure that Sour Patch Kids taste differently. Oh, they do. Yeah. But it's fun getting flavors. a mix. You get like the lemon one and then a red one together and it's like, ooh. ooh yeah, it's cherry different. lemonade. You get a little acid with the lemon one. I just, I kind of wish you would have brought this stuff up before uh, we applied for an apartment together, but I guess... <laughs> We're, we're, we are where we are. And it's, it's really changed the way you see me. Oh, yes, it, it most certainly yeah. does. I want to know. It's starting eating... to make a lot more sense that you, <laughs> one of his kids went to the hospital when they're around you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you turn the 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 corn cob as you're eating it so it like spirals upward? Yes. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, you saw. It looked... Uh, it was very you know. foul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She had like just the tip covered still, and the the shaft was mostly bare. Yeah, it had received the Jimmy the, the Jimmy cut. Whoa. Okay. Well, that's a callback to a prior. Yeah, episode. I know, but I still don't like it. <laughs> You're the one who started it. I know, Matt. But well, no, just... you you said Jimmy cut. I'm the one who made the joke, so I'll take credit for it because it's hilarious. 
Okay. What are we supposed to talk about on this podcast? Oh my gosh, how did I forget? Okay, you didn't so ask how anyone else's days were. Shanley <laughs> asked you how your day was. I for am, the first I time am catching up. You guys never ask how my days go. Sometimes Shanley does. <laughs> Jimmy, how's your day? My day was so good this day. Today, okay, you're talking our year off. Today, dude. this day, <laughs> such a good day. Why is this? Um, I had a headache for about 24 hours, which mm. was brutal. But that ended at some point today. Okay. Um, I hit my third jujitsu class of the week, and it's Wednesday. Oh, nice. So feeling good about that. Looking good. Um, yeah, dude. I'm just the weight's just falling off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a like a slow cooked brisket. It's just <laughs> oozing off. Hell yeah. Of the hammock. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so jujitsu was good, cool. and uh, I used our hot tub for the first time. Nice. Went up to our rooftop hot tub. Yeah, uh, I wanted to do that yesterday. I think I mentioned it on our last episode. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I got to do that for the first time. I kind of have forgotten that we had one. Yeah, uh, but totally. it was it was fun. It was good times up there. And then I came home. Shanley made steak and corn on the cob. <laughs> that was hella good. It smelled um, really good. It was very good. It was better than any steak I've made on the stove. Okay, good job, Shanley. I think I've done okay barbecuing, but stovetop. Never been close to what she just did. It was pretty impressive. Good work. For her first try, right? First time ever doing it? Yeah. Yeah, she killed it. So, good stuff. I'm having a good day. Feeling good? I'm I'm glad. Having a good time. Shanley, did you say how you were doing today? I'm doing all right. I mean, on the one hand, I made some great steak, apparently. And then I'm also a crazy person who eats corn like a weirdo. You know, but when you're somebody who's insane... You're usually having more fun than anyone else. So that's something to enjoy. And honestly, you did it very quickly for someone who... She's ate. 20 years deep in this. I'm sorry. I have experience. <laughs> but Shanley does nothing quickly. And 800 I, <laughs> kernels individually. She's, she she's like the, uh, the, the shellers on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory who just open <laughs> open the wrapping really quickly. But with individual corn kernels. Uh, so if I did my math correctly, which I probably didn't. Uh, well, it was only half a year. Okay. You broke it in half? Yes. Okay, so 400 kernels. Well, now I have to start over. <laughs> okay. Yeah, rerun those calculations. I am now telling the computer exactly what it could do with a lifetime supply of chocolate. And go. I just realized, uh, I don't know, math good. Hey, don't do not do that to yourself. She did it in about six minutes. Okay. Did you really time me? I just did math on if you did like one per second, how long it would take. It think- feels about right. Yeah. Wow. It's just nonsense. You should consider going pro. Yeah. I'll yeah, I mean, you that. might be the fastest. What? Uh, so let, let's let's share in the shame. What's something insane that you do, Jimmy, with food? Nothing. Just as normal as they come. No, yeah. I know that's okay, false. Shanley, and I Shanley, you on. can volunteer a hold weird on. thing. That... Um, Wait, why does Mac get to give you permission to do this? Oh, because no. <laughs> you're gonna come up. You're gonna shame me for my stuff. It's, you don't have any shame. <laughs> <laughs> She can't even think of anything. They're just doing dead air right okay. now. Okay. 
whenever we go get, I feel like any kind of food, but especially Japanese food, any food you drown in a sauce of some sort. Yeah, that's but gross. But especially Japanese food and teriyaki sauce. And you're very specific about the kind of teriyaki sauce that you like. The amount of times that we've gone to a, like gotten takeout, Jimmy, and you've opened up your your like uh, styrofoam clamshell, and you're like, okay, well, I mean, I, I asked for extra teriyaki sauce, but I guess this is fine. Every time, every time, it's every time. No, that's a little weird. I disagree. You disagree? Yeah. It's definitely crazy. Teriyaki most sauce people. sounds. You're used to teriyaki it? chicken sounds really good. But right how now. often do I even have that? Like. I had well, how recently often she since the, the heat wave. Okay, Matt, it doesn't matter how often <laughs> okay. she does that. That is insane. <laughs> but I have had teriyaki, and we live in Seattle where you lied to me and told me they invented teriyaki here. We invented um, Seattle teriyaki. Okay, well, sure. Um, <laughs> what does that even mean? And also, what do you mean we? You grew up in California. Yeah, but I've been uh, welcomed in as one of their own. Wow, okay. They don't know that I still rep the bay. Oh, the mm. mayor gave you a key to the city. He did. Mm-hmm. All right, so anyways, um, I've gone to no teriyaki places except for the one directly downstairs. Tried it one time. Didn't get anything with teriyaki on it. Hated it and haven't gone there since. So I feel like you guys are throwing this at me. But, like, other than when we've recently had to go to the mall... When have I gone to a place that had teriyaki stuff? No, I was just saying that you add an excessive amount of teriyaki sauce. Yeah, on but things. like never, because we don't ever even okay, do that. Okay, I rarely eat corn on the cob. This is probably the first time you've ever but seen me going eat to it? a place that has teriyaki sauce and putting it on your food is it's much less amount. crazy. I don't even put. Okay, you're oh, making it sound. It's not it me eating corn. Crazy. It's how I eat it. <laughs> it's not you eating teriyaki sauce. It's the amount. I think that a lot of people. Would use a similar amount of sauce to the amount I use. I disagree. I, I want to. I want to side with you, Jim. But it's 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 something that I've been wanting to bring up for the last twenty years. No, you're you're. Do you guys have are wrong. an intervention? I don't have a problem. You guys have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I just like. I don't like who you become when you're unsatisfied with the amount of teriyaki sauce they've. Matt on slurps your his salads. <laughs> He's a salad slurper. Salads are very runny. <laughs> he slurps everything. And and you know what, dude? You you will sit there and drink a can of something. And most people will like like for lack of a better term, will like chug. They'll like drink several sips at one raise to the mouth, you know? Okay. RTM. You, you do like from the time you open the can, every sip is like, <laughs> like okay. It's like it's the last sip. I always think, oh wow, he's done already. But no, that's just how you do it. You aerate your, your yeah. It's your called. Sips. It's I learned it when I visited China. It's called eating the tea. You slurp it because it it sprays uh, the liquid on your. But you don't palate. do it with tea. And you do it, like, nonstop. I swear to you, one day, I was just staring at you <laughs> while you had your headphones on. And you would literally, like, put the can down, 
put your hand down and immediately pick the can up and do another loud sip and then put it down and put your hand back and then immediately grab it again. I was like, just keep drinking it. You don't have to put it down every time. Just sit there. Put it in your face. It's insane. It's absurd what you do. And you guys just do it wrong. That's all. I hate this episode is the worst. (laughs) I was having a great day. Uh, So... If it's your first time joining us on the weekly watch reel, uh, what we do here is Are you, we, gonna do, you did this last episode. Let's give them a break. They probably figured they it know. out. They know. They know. Okay. Yeah. That's where we come and we just air our grievances. On yes. the air. It's like Festivus, but every every week. week we do it twice. The weekly shame wheel. Speaking of airing our grievances, Matt, do you want to talk about... Oh, no. What, what are we, what are we oh, doing? No, this... What? The movie we watched last night. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I did not. I was like, oh, shoot, someone's going to be confronted heavily. Yeah, I was like, did uh, you guys, set, is this really an <laughs> intervention right now? Uh, yeah, so I spun last and I got Thomas and Taylor recommendation. And the, those are your friends, Jimmy. We went over this twice already, so I'll just give a quick Yeah, well, because they're twins. Yeah. You have to <laughs> you make have sure to do you it do twice. it twice. Yeah, you have to do it for turn. Otherwise, one of them feels left out. <laughs> That's right. They they just have a strange taste in movies and we, they're twins that are born on Christmas, dude. Man. Like how brutal is that? Like their birthday becomes overshadowed by, by Christmas. Christmas, and then yeah, it's one like feels oh, like, like you know, it's Jesus's birthday, so now we don't care about you guys. Yeah, and they like, share yeah. a birthday, so it's already like. You know what? I was trying to make that a joke. I feel like it didn't really get land. But that's <laughs> fine. I it, it's just because it was so heavy. It's a hard thing to laugh at. Yeah, I guess. Maybe we should celebrate their birthdays on different days. Dude, we should. Wow. The amount of times that I've seen them fight over something <laughs> and both claim that it was a gift for them. Like, like no, this is from our cousin for my birthday. And like then it turns into a fist fight. It was it's great. One of the most entertaining things in my childhood. Beautiful. But it's pretty sad. <laughs> well, I guess one of the things that they're united in, though, is they just have this crazy taste in movies. And I was a little conflicted. We went back and forth last night about uh, which episode or what movie we're going to choose. And we ended up going with Birdemic, Shock, and Terror 2010. Do you guys keep wanting to call it? Birdemic, shock and awe. Yeah, because I've written that down in my notes and been like, "Nope, that's not what it's called." I don't know why. That's that's because like everything about this title does is is uncomfortable and mm-hmm. awkward to say. It just keeps going on forever. It's got a portmanteau, birdemic, and then it's got then it adds like this shock, and you're like, "Okay, well, it's it's part and parcel with shock and awe." But no, it's shock and terror. Everything about it is. Very uncomfortable to say. Yes. And so we watched that last <laughs> night. And my gosh, this movie is my new obsession. I it, it haunts me. It's it's all I've been thinking about for the last twenty four hours. Not me. I think that's the first thing you said when I saw you this morning. <laughs> I Good morning, Matt. Birdemic. <laughs> Shock and terror. Uh, and a birdemic to you too, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had the uh, opposite experience you tried to forget it as soon you, as possible you guys both fell asleep immediately after the movie 
It was exhausting. And I watched several other things afterwards to flush this from my memory. Wow. So I barely remember this movie, and I think that's the way I prefer it. Oh, man. You're missing out. I had... I never lived until today. <laughs> wow. You know, I do have to say, I had such a good day today that maybe it's because of the depths to which we sank last night. Mm. That it's given me like a new appreciation for life, you know? Like, Birdemic there could be a birdemic outside a and there's not. The and I got to appreciate that, you yeah. know? Get out and see the trees while you still can. That was a Tom Hale reference in case that. No, no, I got funny. it. I hear a mountain lion. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things. Wait, wait. So before we go, say what you had to say. I was just going to say, there's so many things in this movie that I'm going to incorporate into my everyday language. You already have. It's crazy. Really? Several times today, when someone who will remain nameless went to the bathroom, you said, uh, (laughs) where's where's Becky? Becky? It took me a minute to remember. Shammy, what's the line? She's taking a shit. <laughs> Natalie's watching her back. Line in the movie. This is incredible. Okay, so first thing that we need to say is that Matt was wrong about this being available for free on YouTube. We found it on Tubi. Is that T U B I? Yeah. Nice. And there's also a Tubi Kids, which is pretty sweet. Uh, so we watched you were kind it of a Tubi, Tubi kid. I'm missing it. What? Like tubby. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I grew into a tubby man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I somehow passed you. Uh, I'm catching up. Quick, I quick, don't quick. Think so, man. Quick, quick, quick. Shanley, Jimmy said it was forgettable. He's trying to flush it out of his mind. I did I, not say it was forgettable. Okay. I had to work to get here. <laughs> he had to force himself into a hot tub yeah. to like, just completely eradicate it from his mind. I am so gleeful from this movie. But what about you, Shanley? Hey, so I woke up and was just like, oh, today's a great day. And I kind <laughs> of, you know, didn't think about it. And then when you, I saw you this morning, I were like talking about it kind of. And I was like thinking about it. Like I was just getting like deep in my thoughts about it. <laughs> but so I feel like that kept happening today. But I'd forget about it and be like, okay, whatever. And then when I think about it, I couldn't help but think about it. But were you upset that you were thinking about it? Or were you like, I'm in. This is great. I'm more amazed. (laughs) It is an amazing It feels like a weird dream where you're like, wait, did this happen and that happened? That doesn't make sense. Nope, those things definitely happened. Right. And it doesn't make sense, but it happened. No, I I had a similar experience, Shanley. I've had things like where a lot of times when we watch these movies, we yell jokes at the screen. And so today I've thought of things that i thought that we were yelling at the screen like as a joke but then i was like no 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 that's actually a quote from the movie that actually <laughs> happened in this movie i i guess I, let me give the quick summary i'll try to make this yeah a this is people's by. favorite favorite part of the podcast yeah i'll make it a flyby if you will oh so there's a man his name is rod we find that out pretty late in the movie but his name is rod and uh he works for a software company he's a software salesman and he's just extremely successful he's making million dollar deals left right and center and he meets a a woman in a diner who i guess he went to high school with but he still asks her where she's from san mateo high school bro they drop our hometown name in this movie 
pretty wild. Not Shanley's, but me and you. Tight. Maybe, um, maybe they dropped your hometown name. Yeah, did they say no, Longstool? They did not. Well, mm. Becky was thinking <laughs> Longstool. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so he asks her where she's from in any way. That, so they start falling for one another. So 47 minutes of this one hour and 33 minute movie go by. And it's just about them like falling in love and talking about weird things and seeing the sights of Half Moon Bay, California and San Jose. And then all of a sudden, boom, birdemic. <laughs> there's there's these weird CGI birds who are attacking human beings and they've come to for some I don't even know why they came to the conclusion the birds are attacking human beings because human beings have been unkind to the planet but don't worry because later on in the movie at the very end before roll credits birds just leave and that is birdemic in an eggshell if you will any anything to add before we start talking about this this wonderful wonderful thing I was just gonna say the doctor I think tried to explain they just happen upon like a environmental scientist yeah it's because they're on a beach and rod says oh look an old man on the bridge that's how they meet him yes <laughs> okay go on but i think he was saying something about because of global warming the ice caps are melting the water levels are rising okay. and birds are having a harder time getting to their normal food sources like krill i know they kept mentioning krill yeah because birds are always eating krill yeah and so because of that birds are looking for a new source of food i think is the logical jump there ah. and so that's why they were attacking people gotcha and then they did say that birds will sometimes attack their prey by um there's triumphant, their... like, patriotic music going on in the background. Oh, yeah. It totally fit with the tone of what we were talking about. <laughs> you sing. Sometimes they will peck out the eyes and pry open the skull. Yep. <laughs> There's, like, uh, one, like, moments with Mr. Lincoln music playing in the background as Dr. Jones is the name of the character. He was Dr. Jones. <laughs> Dokey Dokey Dr. Jones. Yeah. Uh, so that's why. Because so, they're hungry. Yes. That's because he explained it to them. Yeah, he sure did, and then he left. <laughs> he left with his upside down gun. He was <laughs> ready to I got, blast he's, some he was, birds. He was talking about. It. He's like, he just wanted to bang, bro. <laughs> different kind of bang, yeah. He well. <laughs> he was saying how like he I'm not afraid of the birds. It's the people. People are the dangerous animal. And then he's like, don't worry, I can protect myself. If the birds come after me. I got something for them. And with two fingers, he holds out an upside down handgun. And I was like, I, I thought you don't want to hurt any birds or. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then bye. And then he leaves. Great movie. Great <clears throat> yeah, movie. This movie's ridiculous. It's wonderful. There's just so, I don't know where to begin, but I, I think I want to start by talking about the music in this movie. Cause we've already mentioned it once. And the first impression that we got that this movie was going to be horrifying is the extremely long opening credits where it's got uh, just like a two bar music loop that just keeps yeah. playing on repeat. And while over. that's happening, it's the credits and it's footage from 
the passenger seat <laughs> of a car driving, driving on 92 maybe up or to half moon bay something yeah i think i think the camera was also left on the dashboard because at one point it seems to like slide <laughs> to the edge of the dashboard and then it's like a crooked shot of the road and the music's just going and it goes these credits are like we counted it was like four minutes long it was too long it, it was, was crazy long. The guy in charge of the music, I don't know what the what that title is. It's just music by Andrew Seeger. I have in my notes, screw Andrew Seeger. And that's <laughs> the way I felt for the entire movie because there's crazy music in this movie. First, we were just talked about the looping. And then there's a part where they go to a Vietnamese restaurant and it's playing this like really over the top like oriental wow. music. I didn't say that. I'm Asian. So, yeah. And I'm not saying that that's the proper name for the people. I'm saying that that's the proper name for this music that's playing. It's like they're it's like they're in The King and I all of a sudden, like the music <laughs> that's playing. And it continues to play for the entire... It starts with them arriving at this Vietnamese restaurant, and then it continues to play through their like romantic get-to-know-you conversation of, so what do you look for in a girl? Well, because they're in the best Vietnamese and Chinese and authentic Thai cuisine <laughs> the biggest, in all of San Jose. In all of San Jose, yeah. It, the biggest letters on there say authentic <laughs> Thai cuisine. But the, Rod's line is, I know a great Vietnamese place. See yeah, you there. <laughs> so, mm, okay. Go, well, go let's ahead. Let's stay focused. No, no, because I think we're about to get to what I think is the best part of the film. I don't know if I'm gonna land it. Go ahead, you take it from here. Well, that was crazy. The music up to that point, and it doesn't get better really. But there is one moment in the film where the music was amazing. Okay, and I think that was the uh, oh was the it? date um, Cameron's Irish Pub. Yeah, yes. where where they went on their second date. Oh yes, and we got to have a live performance. By Damien Carter. You, yeah. You, you can probably just say Damien because people will be like, oh, mm-hmm. Damien Carter. Yeah. yeah. He was singing his biggest hit. We all know it. Just hanging out. Hanging out. Hanging, hanging out, out with, with my family. family. Having ourselves a party. Bring it around again. Just hanging out. <laughs> hanging out. Hanging out with my family. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a break there. And then he chits the change up. Having ourselves a party. And then uh, Damien Carter proceeds to talk about all these members in his family doing weird things. There's some lyrics in there. Uh, the girls are doing the makeup and the fellas are ready to hook up. I'm like, wait, are, are they cousins? Because this is kind of weird. And then there's a. Uh, what's the dancing part? All I know is that grandma's prancing. Right oh, you're pulling the lyrics? Yeah. Uh, this song is great. It was it's. I don't know if we've said this. I think we have, but a lot of the films that we've covered so far on the podcast have had some great songs. Oh in them. my gosh. I didn't expect that going into this podcast adventure. No, I think I realized it around our like steel episode. Okay. <laughs> um, I love but the West side. Once I connected, I was like, dude, there's songs from almost all these movies that are great. <laughs> And it's not always, it's really disappointing when it doesn't happen. Yeah. But Steel was a great one, and this was so great. And this obviously, might take the cake, dude. Gotham City 
for the ghetto. For the ghetto. <laughs> Um, so wait, that was the first movie. I that think. Was, yeah, so it's yeah, but we didn't come up with the playlist idea. True. Until a few had happened, we we're like, dude, we gotta. So we we should share that somewhere. Maybe we'll put that on. Our yeah, well, why don't we put that on Twitter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, okay, um, so give it. Give us the lyrics about prancing grandma. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> a cool summer breeze make me feel at ease. The barbecue is roaring, and Uncle Phil is scoring. Yeah, what does that mean? Big Mama's in the kitchen, and everybody's wishing that she's fixing their the favorite, favorite dish. Dishes. Oh, dish. <laughs> it's just dish. It's good rhyme. <laughs> nice rhyme. <laughs> nice rhyme. <laughs> so he says... Wait, just don't take the Jill Scott lyric, because that's I my favorite. dare. Okay, thank you. Oh my god, on this lyric page, it doesn't even have... The Prancing Grandma? No. Okay, so maybe but that's like the clean edit version. One. What? Maybe it's the clean edit that you're reading. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It does have it, but it's wrong. Well, wow. I mean, the, the, the correct what lyric is also have? wrong. So the lyrics that they have, I'm going to say the incorrect one, and Matt, you can correct it. But it says, young ladies are doing their makeup, and the brothers can't wait to hook up. Just got something on, oh, it's Jill Scott on the radio. Damn it, sorry. That's okay. But it's it says, just got question mark on the radio and i hear somebody say hello yeah it's Jill so Scott. grandma starts to dancing and grandma starts to prancing to make sure that the fellas don't try any glancing so these Wonderful. lyrics are totally someone who watched this movie once yeah and then just tried to guess what they thought the you know it's, it's pretty darn close though it's this, not the... terrible but it's wrong no yeah my favorite lyric is that one but they got it wrong yeah it's I didn't realize those lyrics were in the same verse. verse. I know. You get lost in the music. <laughs> it really carried me away. It's Jill Scott's on the radio, and I heard someone say, hello. <laughs> it's really... So this happens in the movie, and... Uh, but he says, so the ladies start to dance in, and Grandma starts, starts to, to prance in. Yeah, and so I picture her kind of in a gallop, <laughs> like on all fours, and just kind of leaping to and fro. And you pointed like out how crazy it is that in this guy's party that he decided to write a song about. <laughs> it's hanging out with his family. Yeah, and having a party. There's so much sexual attraction, and it's, and it's clear that it's just a family because he says Uncle Phil and Grandma, so it's like a family thing. But the the ladies are doing their makeup, so the brothers can't wait to hook up. And then the ladies start dancing, and the fellas are going to start glancing. Like, you, what kind of weird parties is this guy's family he's, he's like, the Damien Carter doth protest too much? Because he's like, yeah, he's like we're sure. just hanging out. He's like, you know how out? when you're at a family party and you want to bang your cousin? <laughs> we're just hanging out. Yeah. Hanging like, out with the Grandma's family. being a buzzkill again, trying to stop us from checking out the ladies. Grandma's the only sane person there that's not okay. Yeah, just like, dude. It's not okay with this I weird... I hate it when we have these family hangouts. Everyone's trying incestuous. to bang. They just want to bang, bro. <laughs> oh, and he had a second song. He did. Uh, and I, it's it's got some love song name in it. But I want to talk about the way that is depicted, though, because it is this fever pitch of a day schedule. So this is pre-Birdemic in the movie. So it's in the first 47 minutes of the movie. Uh the day this begins is like a week after they met, right? A week after they met, the day begins with them sitting down and meeting her her mom, who's like grandma age, and then from there 
they go to like uh they go to that pub that you name what is it called well it's cameron's but they went to san francisco first right or was no, that no, on no, their no, first that, that was when they went to the vietnamese and then they saw the parrots okay yeah <laughs> yeah and then so then they go out to this pub and then they're eating and uh they're eating together and then smash cut to damien carter singing and they're like the they're the only people dancing and it's like not a dance floor there's like yeah. tables well, around them i looked at pictures on the internet of cameron's pub which i think might be like a it's like a local or spot something. Okay. no i don't even think it's that because like the the tour bus the like tourist kind of ride around like the double decker one where had people cameron's pub written all yeah. over it oh. so i think it might be like a like okay. half moon bay's premier tourist destination lovely yeah, but, but um, they're just—it's just the two of it's them. It's a tiny like, little place. Yeah, weirdly like, dancing directly mm-hmm. in front of him, and then like the song was so—it had all of my attention. But I was vaguely aware that they were like doing funny dance moves at each other. Did you guys catch that, or were you just in, entranced by just hanging out? I noticed that she was doing funny dance. Yeah, moves. she was I don't crazy. Think he was doing any? I don't think he was aware. I think that he was. Just excited for the lovemaking scene. Yeah, because they check into a cheap, cheap motel yeah. that night. I don't understand. Why are they in a motel? This is where they live. Well, because they don't live in Half Moon Bay. I know, but... He lives somewhere. Maybe <laughs> San Jose. Okay. And she also lives in... She lives in the city. Oh, right. So Half so Moon Bay they... is kind of in the middle. So they spend the night there because they're visiting with her mom, I guess. That, I mean, that... or, and going to Cameron's. Okay. Yeah, you got to make a day out of it. You got yeah. And Damien Carter's playing tonight. Oh, yeah, well, he got tickets. He got to be there. <laughs> he got tickets to Damien Carter live <laughs> at Cameron's pub. Oh, wow. That that was a great, great scene. But that's actually the lovemaking scene is the linchpin where the movie changes. It is. Yeah. Cause up until that point, it's all about him, like making millions of dollars all of the time and trying to impress this girl. Who's be a Victoria's secret cover girl. Yeah. You know why? Because she nailed that audition. She nailed it. <laughs> she the one that, that was in the one hour photo. Yeah. That, <laughs> that Victoria's really secret audition. Seedy, <laughs> seedy, seedy well, yeah. Place. The, the place had, it said, of the four things listed on the window, one of them was passport photos. <laughs> so, passport photos and Victoria's Secret auditions is what they do there. I have to go to an audition for a modeling job. But I do models have auditions? I said that right away. I was like, "This, I don't think that's a real thing." I don't think that's. Isn't a real your thing. audition just pictures of you? Don't they look at pictures of you and go? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll put that but with my clothes. Yeah, I think so, but not this one. Victoria's Secret holds auditions in one-hour photos. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, put on some costumes that are laying around the back. You got a bamboo umbrella, bamboo parasol, throw that over your shoulder. That's what we want to need. You've worked so hard, and you've landed this gig, which are some of the uh, words <laughs> that are used in this movie. So it's all that the first half of the movie. Oh, yeah, there's something else that I wanted to bring up in the first. There is a quick newsreel that Rod sees <laughs> about. <laughs> Which one? There's multiple newsreels. The news this, is so good. This is in the first half of it. It's the first clue that They're we. They're only in the first half. Really? The second one is as well? Mm hmm. 
Okay. This is early on in the movie. He sees this newsreel as he's sitting down at at his countertop eating cereal. And this woman says that, like, and birds are falling out of the sky and they're dead. And polar bears are dying more quickly because of global warming. They're having a hard time finding food such as seals. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of the greatest, greatest lines of the movie, I think. Did you have something to add about the 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 news reel? You pointed it out, but so the way they set up this fake news program is there's a girl way too small in the frame. She shoulders She's, up. Yeah, like <laughs> tiny bit in like the bottom right corner. Giant and pretty impressive, but probably like green screened, like news like generic like news Spinning reporter background and stuff thing. Like yeah. That, yeah. But then positioned next to her is like a big but old looking tv yeah it's like a big like not a flat screen like a tube, yeah, tube TV. tv yeah and on that is like also green screened i think um <laughs> footage where in part of it it clearly says getty images yeah like, across the footage it's it's stock photos uh-huh. of race car drivers yeah uh-huh. and she's like something 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 the race where the cars will be driven by Hollywood celebrities. We're like, what? (laughs) So I think that was supposed to be like a dig at like, look at how careless people are being with gas. Like we're having like a celebrity race through the streets with formula one cars, formula, formula. (laughs) Um, And so I think that was the point of it is like, they're just saying like, we don't care about the environment. Look at what we're the stupid things that we're entertained by. (sighs) that makes sense i did not expect this movie to be so preachy oh my gosh you remember the double date that he goes on with uh her name is natalie mm. rod and natalie go on a double date with my and i don't think i ever got his balls name. boom got him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my and balls that's very good yeah uh what was the rod, guy's name rod has a really horny friend his boss is that his boss? I don't think it's his boss. I think he just were. I think they're like peers because his oh, boss really? is the the guy with the mustache. I think the. Well, I thought that was the CEO or Mister Halfmoon Bay. But um... <laughs> yeah, pause, pause. We have to. Talk. You can't just say Mister Halfmoon Bay. <laughs> you can't just say that and move on. <laughs> I'm not going to take it from you though. What is Mister? Well, I mean, right, well Bay? we're just all over the place. This I, well, this move, but it's fine. So, so we noticed at the. I did not catch him during the film. But in the last person listed uh, as a cast member in the credits, in the credits, was some dude playing the role of Mister Half Moon Bay, <laughs> and I have no idea who that could possibly be. I I, I know who it isn't. I know it's not Doctor Jones. I know it's not the cowboy because oh, that's love the, cowboy. the cowboy. I know it's not Tom Hill because <laughs> he's got a first and last name. Yeah. <laughs> It's not either of the, um, like, liquor store, gas station attendants. Right. Um, or waitress. Yeah, or the waitress. Uh-huh. Or news anchor. Yeah. And then it's not any of the people that we see trying to escape from the birds. But they're... So who... I mean, is it possibly someone from the Pumpkin Festival? That's what I assumed. I assumed, like, 
it's somebody's weird like ceremonial role in a parade. Maybe it it's was someone on like, one of the floats. Yeah, like, it's sort of like the the king of Mardi Gras sort of thing, but but it's <laughs> Mister Half Moon. That's Bay. hilarious. I really we should look up the Half Moon Bay art pumpkin. and pumpkin festival. Yeah, and see because there was. I mean. I don't think that they could afford to like get that many people to show up. That must be a real thing. No, yeah, it's a it's a real festival, and they're just walking through it. Okay, Shanley, we lived in San Mateo County for most of our formative years. Do you know that that's a thing? I do not. Me neither. How could we live like twenty miles or less from there? And not know that that's at all a thing. That, like, people go and, like, line the streets to watch floats go by. You know you know who I wouldn't be surprised would know about it? Ariel. Yes. <laughs> she knows about every single, like, festival, art and wine festival, like, anything. I've been to multiple parades that I didn't know existed with her and her mom. Damn. If it wasn't three hours past her bedtime, I would say to call her <laughs> yeah. and figure this out. I just got really excited because uh, in in my predictive Google searches was Mr. Half Moon Bay 2021. I was like, oh my gosh, but it was something that I've already searched. <laughs> Wait, why did you search that? I, I guess because of this movie. Wow. But, okay. Uh, Mr. Half Moon just Bay is a fictional character. Googling. <laughs> Mr. Half Moon Bay is the waiter at Cameron's Pub Inn. Why is his name Mr. Half Moon Bay? Hey. Right, well, that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, I I will yeah. build a different mythos in my, in my yeah, mind. Yeah, for sure. We're going to forget that and go ahead and mm-hmm. retell it later. Because in my head, he's wearing a top hat. And he's got yeah. a shamrock. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> out of it. Maybe like a... <laughs> There's like a pumpkin like on the brim of his top hat. Yeah. There's a great line at the Art and Pumpkin Festival. Oh, hell yeah, there is. <laughs> okay. Do you remember it, Shanley? I'm sure I have it written it's when, down. If it's, it's Matt, when, go ahead. So they're looking at all the art, and there's a painting or whatever. It's one of those like generic painting booths at like art and wine festivals. Yeah, and it has a moon, like a half moon, and not it's like a crescent moon. Yeah, and uh, like a half sun, like in love or whatever. They're like they're facing like each other. Yeah. I don't think they're kissing, but it's like it's very sensual. It's not looking. sensual. Okay, it's sexual. <laughs> and violent. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're looking at it, and... Rod what? says, oh, lovers on the moon. And, <laughs> and Natalie says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he says it like, like... Like, I figured it out. Like, the way that art works is that you have to figure out the punchline <laughs> to it. Or whatever. It's like, ah, oh, I got it. Like, that's what that is. Oh, church on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think what makes it better is we haven't talked about how it seems like for every new scene, there'd be like a spanning shot of like the, the sets, the location. Yeah, the setting. It's like an established. So this movie yeah. was an hour and a half. If they cut out all of the just like panning around scenery shots. This would probably be like a 30-minute movie. Oh, yeah. If even that. Like, there's not much else here. Every one of those shots was longer than the actual scene in that location. Right. <laughs> and so we're at this festival, you know, looking at, like, getting a whole feel and vibe, seeing all the different art, and then cut to 
that oh. riveting conversation. Lovers on the moon. So I had yeah. <laughs> I had a recurring theory about this movie. Okay. So we've already said that they went and did like a lot at the Vietnamese restaurant. Yeah, it hovered on like the mural on the wall for a very long time. Yeah, like they panned across it and then just stopped at the end, but then lingered there for like 30 seconds or something. Oh, farmers on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So they did that. And then they're just like showing like the like fish tanks and stuff in the restaurant. And they're and dirty fish tanks. It, it they're just like really they're gross. just showing the restaurant for a long time, and had this like pretty much unnecessary scene in there. Right. And I wrote down like this could be racist. Apologies <laughs> if it is. Okay. But the director, I'm assuming, is Vietnamese. James Nguyen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a fair assumption to make? Yeah, and Based you're on correct. Name. He is Vietnamese. Okay. He was born in Vietnam. I mean, people could have whatever names they want, so I didn't want sure. to assume, but that's great. So so I was like, maybe he knows or is related to the owners of this restaurant. And they were like, hey, can we pay you to do a commercial for us? And he was like, I'll do you one better. <laughs> Product I'll make a cult classic terrible film and will feature your restaurant prominently in it. But that probably has worked because people love this That's movie. That's what I'm saying because I bet you a lot of people have gone to all of these real restaurants. I want to go to all these I restaurants. I do too. I want to go to Cameron's and I want to see Damien yes. dancing and singing. And every time he I'm says sure something, you just yell at him, just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, so this is so off topic, but I've now I remembered the scene that I wanted to bring up in the first yes, half of the movie. Let's go. It's when he goes on the double date with my and balls and uh they <laughs> it's this long establishment shot of the uh the parking lot and i think it's hovering because there's litter in the parking lot or maybe that's just the way that parking uh, lot yeah, looks i don't know and uh they walk out and he goes man that was a good movie an inconvenient truth and he's like uh, rod is like gesticulating and balls says yeah that's it I'm getting a fuel-efficient car, which is a change for him. He has a story arc, because before, he wanted to get a hot Ferrari. Mm. He was so passionate about getting a hot Ferrari, he also wanted Rod to get a hot Ferrari, because chicks dig hot Ferraris. And he's making fun of him because Rod drives a hybrid Mustang. Yeah, one of those. That gets 100 miles per gallon. Yep. (laughs) Per gallon? I think that's what they said. Damn, if he only had the keys to his car... That $100 per gallon wouldn't have been so bad. It's an, it's an electric car. What What is he measuring in gallons? This is just a well, current thing hybrid. now. Hybrids, oh, it's a hybrid. Hybrids okay, do that's both. That's right. Okay. Got it. But then uh, there's this beautiful line. Balls says, chicks love hot Ferraris. But what does Rod say? Says, I, I don't know if it's she. Mm-hmm. She's my hot Ferrari. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? It is. It is beautiful. And so is she. <laughs> Victoria's Secret cover girl. Shanley, is that a real thing? <laughs> Shanley was involved with the Victoria's Secret and limited brands for a long time. And in a way, so were we, Matt. Because, because we, we waited a long we time spent for you to get hours and hours waiting to pick Shanley up from work. <laughs> you guys really did. We did. We, you would often be like, the mall closes at 9. And it's going to be a busy night, so maybe pick me up at 11. 
and we'd be there at ten forty five. And Until 2 a.m. <laughs> we yeah. would be sitting in the parking lot watching security stare at us for four hours. <laughs> so, Shan, is this a real thing? Victoria's Secret cover girl? Um, I mean, it sounds like it was written by a man. Because I <laughs> feel like... That terminology know, would not be used. Yeah, like Victoria's Secret angel. Okay. Is like a... Yeah, thing. the, the models the for name? them are called that. But wasn't her modeling agency that she works for called Angels Models or something like that? I don't know. Probably. Probably. I have no idea. But it was, But yeah, what would it be a cover of? Like a catalog? They used to do those, like, catalogs they send out in the mail. Okay. But, like, But was that, like, a big deal? Did people go, like, oh, wow, who's on the cover of that? I feel like everyone that they used were big-name people that they used in the runway shows. So it didn't yeah, really matter. Yeah, it's, like, the models that are, like, was, famous for being... Models. Of Victoria's Secret model. Yeah. Is Victoria's Secret that they audition models in one hour photo places? Apparently. That, that's, that's the secret. Little known secret. <laughs> um, I love, just while we're on this so we don't have to come back to it later, um, on the phone when they're talking about making plans to meet up for food or whatever, for lunch. I think it's when they're planning to go to the Vietnamese restaurant. Yeah, the greatest um, Vietnamese restaurant. Uh, Rod is bragging about how much money he's making. Mm -hmm. And then Natalie says that she is going to be the new cover girl for Victoria's Secret. And he says, I think you'll look great in those lingerie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the first conversation they've had since they randomly met in that diner. Yeah. (laughs) He also says something creepy to her then, too. Like, I think she's like, she's like, I'm a fashion model. And he's like, and a hot one at that. Something like that. It is, yeah. Um, so that was terrifying. I think you'll look great in those lingerie. That's yeah. right. And and then just okay, well, see you for lunch. That's how that conversation went. That was crazy. Um, yeah. Is he not a native English speaker? Okay, he. This I I have a theory for this. This was written by James Nguyen, who is mm. you know, he moved to the United States from Vietnam. And so maybe there's some broken English in the writing, but the actors probably should have fixed that when they were I don't performing. think that's it, though. It sounds like he's doing an accent. Like, it either has or is doing an accent Rod? of some sort. Yes. Because he, like, he, like, rushes certain words like he's uncomfortable saying them. And oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, your impression of him is pretty dead on. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like someone who grew up speaking English. Yeah, no, you might be right. Is very confusing for me. Yeah, Vietnamese. I wasn't sure if that was, huh? Yeah. That's what he says. Oh, it's really great. Vietnamese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's a crazy guy. Yeah, but he, regardless of how he speaks, he's just a regular average Joe who makes millions, okay? Like, here are the things that he's into. Uh, watching sports, especially the 49ers. Exercising, tennis. You forgot he's also a part-time <laughs> Eagles fan. Uh, part time, yeah, that's right. That was brilliant. I uh, am so upset. I feel like you cheated and found that. What? Because I asked you last night when you guys both started looking up IMDb trivia like cheaters. Um, Cheetahs. I right. asked if you caught that, and you said yes, but I don't believe you. Part time Eagles fan because it's a reference to birds? Because they keep calling the birds that are not Eagles. The birds that are attacking are look I think that like eagles. This is what she says, yeah. But they they keep calling them eagles yeah. throughout the whole movie. 
Like the eagles are coming right for us. <laughs> and they don't look at all like eagles. They look like vultures or something. Like yeah. they're they're like a cross between a chicken and a vulture. Well, they're very weird looking. Vulcan. I'm sure Vulcans. it was like the clip art said eagle. Yeah. It's just like, oh, eagle. That's an eagle. Well, I I, I'm pretty sure this is. <laughs> they didn't know what they were going to put there by the time they, while they were recording it. They yeah. Didn't, they had no idea what was going to end up there. Yeah. No, no, I didn't look it up. I just caught it. I, I, I understood what they were doing there. No. Because it pissed me it. off at first. I was like, what well, a jerk. Who would be a Niners fan? Like, yeah. Game? Why would you be a Niners fan, but also part-time Eagles fan? Like, why don't you just be a fan of both? Or not like what does part time mean? That's so weird. And I was hung up on that. And then the first time they were like, "It's the Eagles." I was like, "Oh, that idiot! They just wanted to put that <laughs> reference yeah. in." It's like, hey, I know forty-seven minutes of this movie is just going to be them prancing <laughs> around with Mister Half Moon Bay, mm-hmm. but you got to remember <laughs> that there are birds falling from the sky and polar bears who are dying. So, part time Eagles fan. I I also like what she says when she describes herself. She says. I like hanging out with my best friends, going to clubs, clubbing. That's really good because mm. it makes her relatable. Yeah, like she's not she's not just this hot Ferrari, right? She's not just this Victoria's Secret cover girl. She's someone who loves hanging out with her best friends, going to clubs, clubbing. clubbing. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. yeah. Um, well, I want to touch on two of those things that she likes to do. Okay. Uh, one of them, which will be quick, is that. For someone who likes to go clubbing, we see her dance twice in this movie. Once we already covered at Cameron's where she's getting a little wild. When's the other offbeat. one? The other one is on their first date when they go to the oh, city. And then yeah. they briefly cut to them in like what you described as a disco ball. It's like clearly <laughs> green screen. That yeah. It's clearly a green screen of like a blurry <laughs> like party background, you know? Yeah, and they're center screen. And <laughs> it's like hilarious. It looks like a Saul Goodman commercial. It's like very tacky and cheap looking and it was so funny. But do you get that though? Like he was listening. He was listening what she likes to do. Yeah, he's like, clubbing it is. Here we go. <laughs> My hot Ferrari gets what she wants. Yeah, damn right she does. Okay, um, she brings up that she loves hanging out with her cutie Alex. Oh, my like, God. Who's Alex? Is it a boyfriend? Let, let me see. When she's holding the wallet. But he doesn't say it like that. He says, like, let me see. <laughs> he starts getting, like, really aggressive. And it made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, these are the things you got to look out for at a first date. Um, he frequently, I wrote down at some point um, that I really don't like the tone that he speaks to people with. Yeah. Um, said I really don't like his tone when he yells at her. Um, he did it there. He does it at some other point during the bird demic, I think. Right. Um, and then on the beach when he's like telling her what to do. Yeah, there's several <laughs> uh. points, but like he doesn't do it in a way that's like him just like speaking loudly or like bit playful or anything. It's like very like, like I'm gonna hit you kind of vibes. Like, right? Doesn't he kind of have chanting crazy? He totally has mansplaining vibes, which I really did not appreciate. And I feel like I'm just watching her. Like, come on, stand up for yourself. You know, like, well, because don't agree to another date with this guy. Yes, definitely. Okay, but also he's 
like making millions of dollars constantly. <laughs> and con- she, like he's also giving away <laughs> huge discounts and not making millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about that? Go ahead, Shanley. <laughs> take it away with that. So his first. The first time we see him doing business, he's on a call doing a sale. He's good at business. He's in a cubicle, so that, <laughs> in an just, empty just to set the just to set the very tone. Dim lighting. This guy is in a weird cubicle. That's the only cubicle in the room. <laughs> so it's like why? And the lights are off. <laughs> yeah, it's all dark in this like room with no decorations on the walls or anything. It's very there's no windows, and it's just a dark room. And then Shanley, what happens? He makes a, he's like about to make a sale and then he's like, all right, I'll give you a 50% discount. Then he's like, yes, made the sale. And his friend comes over and is like, hey, big sale? He's like, yeah, million dollars. <laughs> Not anymore. No, no, no. Oh, I so, think he... so I think it was, he's on the phone and he's like, what do I have to do to make this sale? And the person doesn't say Says anything because there's no one yeah, else yeah. there. And they didn't write the other half of this conversation. And so he goes, okay, I'll give you that plus a 50% discount. He already had them. They already said, this is what I want. Yeah. And I want the mini sailboat. (laughs) And then he's like, I just made, I just made a million dollar sale. So I think the implication there is that he could have had a $2 million sale and he just had to throw in whatever they asked for. But on top of that, he decided to drop the 50% off on them. And just totally screwed up yeah. his job. Yeah, and, and I'm going to be honest. I'm not a super business savvy. But I think $2 million is better than $1 million. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it sounds better to me. It sounds better. Yeah, that was wild. Um, and then that bridges into uh, he goes home from work and is having... He has... Do you remember the... Um, solar panel installation salesman yes. that came by his place and was like, I have an appointment with you for the solar panels. <laughs> and that's the tone. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there were so many shots of this movie where it's like, that's the take you wanted to go with. Yeah. <laughs> but so they, so he goes inside, they cut to them at their like dinner table and his house looks insane. I can't remember it, what it looks it like was. a parent's house. It definitely. Yeah. It did not look like his place. And the guy's like, yeah, so uh, this is how much the um, panels are going to cost. Do you want to go ahead and do that? And he's like, well, where would you put them? Wait, and it's so, $20,000. Let's not forget. Was it 20000 Oh, yeah. So then they cut to them walking back out to the driveway, and the guy just points at the roof and goes, Shanley. We'll put them right there. <laughs> Shanley, Shanley <laughs> called us out. She goes, I hope that he just points. <laughs> not five seconds later, he goes, we'll put him there. And then there's a close-up shot. <laughs> like, oh, long. Like, longer than them walking out to the front yard. Of the like, ceramic shingles on his roof. And it's like, here. <laughs> and no Got dialogue. And, yeah. and then <laughs> focused. And so then Rod's like, oh, can I get a discount? And he's like, hey, you know what? For you, $1,000. And he goes, okay, deal. <laughs> and so they shake on it and the guy leaves. Yeah. That and so I think up. that inspires him to, over the course of a couple of days, come up with a whole new business yeah. of way more affordable and efficient solar panels in a week less than a week less than a week amazing 
and uh then he's in 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 a week he's in front of a board of like investors yeah one of them has a really shaggy ponytail Yes, and he doesn't say anything. He looks very creepy. <laughs> he does. Um, he looks very uncomfortable on camera. He keeps like not like making eye contact, but also seeming very aware. There's a camera pointed at him, <laughs> and and Rod's PowerPoint in that is great. It's just a, a white screen with Times New Roman font that says solar panels, and then a clip art of a solar <laughs> panel. What I will say though, that is actually maybe one of the best performed scenes that rod's character does he's just rambling off all this technical solar panel stuff and it may be total bs there's, yeah. a, there's a joke about bs in this movie let's not mm. forget but that actually sounded pretty good i guess i don't know because i do have in my notes that the lead investor that like gets up and shakes his hand and agrees to the deal is the best actor in the movie is by he? far he was very good he was the most believable person in mm. it like he felt like someone from like Shark Tank. He was like super like serious and like clear and like spoke very like enunciated and all that stuff. You know, he talk, mm-hmm. he talk real good. Talk real good. Um, yeah. He talks so good. <laughs> um, yeah, I was very impressed with that. Guy. I was like, wow, like I this guy's like he's probably I've got some ide- I have got some ideas that I want. I I thought. Uh... Natalie's mom was a pretty good actor. She was weird, but I think she, she was, was okay. I thought she was pretty good, but she did have one of the lines that you referenced earlier. <laughs> she stumbles a word. Yeah, just, what did she say wrong? It I was have so no funny. It, it wasn't this, but it was something like, "I'm so excited about your mo- uh, modeling career." And then, yeah, <laughs> and then uh-huh. they were like, "You kept that." Like, yeah, you they just left easy. that. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Okay, well, I'm going to go to what I was trying to say earlier. My okay. second thing from the list of what natalie likes um we talked about that she likes to go clubbing but we didn't talk about hanging out with her best friends okay best friends and her best friends is one of the most interesting people (laughs) on this movie my my is her best friend who we cut to without knowing what's going on (laughs) it's just a room like a bedroom with nothing in it no nothing on the walls it's there, no there it's, is something no on no the no wall. i'm getting to that <laughs> okay. there's nothing on the walls no decoration it's like an empty room with a bed in it which made me immediately feel like this is like a brothel or something well because balls has already been really horny he's well, also... i didn't know it was him at first but there's okay. just a girl right. there's a an asian woman in a orange bikini right not lingerie this is definitely a bathing suit. Yeah. It's and got like she's, a brass ring on it. She's sure. straddling a guy in like big, like, they look like your shorts actually, but they're like boxers. Okay. But they're like plaid boxers and a t-shirt. I think he's and shirtless. I thought he was wearing a t-shirt. Is no, he shirtless? He, well, it's because he has an extremely hairy chest. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? <laughs> That's correct. I remember that now. Okay. But there is, as you said one decoration on the wall and it's a giant white piece of like poster board yeah that says in black times new roman font imagine peace hella big and then underneath it in a second line www.imaginepeace.com yeah and i went to imaginepeace.com yes. do you guys have a guess what that is no well it is it uh is it james Nguyen's website chanley do you have a guess I I would assume that it's like a eco-friendly preachy site. Yeah, you'd think so, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. 
It's a, <laughs> it's like a page about John and Yoko Lennon. Wow. And it's just a whole bunch of like Yoko Ono like rambling writings. And this is just so you guys know I'm showing you guys the picture. This is their FAQ page. And there's not a single question listed on this entire page. Oh. I'm scrolling forever. There's a signature. There's a date. I don't know what that date means. There's there's no questions on this entire FAQ page. Look at this. Look at this essay that I'm scrolling wow. through. It's, I don't understand why this website was featured so prominently. Yeah. But this girl not only is in a room with that as the only decoration on the wall... But in the only other scene that we see her in, she's wearing an Imagine Peace white T-shirt. She is that matches. That the, is the, the sign. second of three scenes we see. Her okay, in. there's there's the the parking lot scene after they see uh, what is it? An inconvenient truth. It was a great movie, an inconvenient truth. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. There's the brothel scene. <laughs> the brothel scene. Yeah. And then is it when they go to her house, which is a lighthouse, and she's dead? <laughs> Is her house a lighthouse? I think so. I wasn't really following, think, no, but it's at the end of the movie. Her car. Well, no, because they're driving and they're driving down like Highway One, and there's a lighthouse, and yeah. there's nothing else. Yeah. And Natalie is like, "Oh, that's where my friend Mai lives, right over there." Really? And like they point at like a lighthouse. So I don't know if it's near light. the lighthouse. There's I just de- heard the car, she's, but oh, she definitely no. She said that, and then they're pulling up to like go to her house, and then they're like, "Oh, wait, that's her car." Yeah. And she's like pulled off the road on the way to her house. Yeah. And also with the guy's work friend and they're dead. Not dead. Dying. I think Balls is dead, but she's dying and she's still wearing the Imagine Peace shirt. Yeah. (laughs) That's the reason to bring this up. And it's because the first scene we see her in, she's wearing her bikini. Yeah. So maybe she only wears an Imagine Peace shirt every other day in her life. Like, or maybe she wears... A, a bikini and then a magic piece shirt over that like all day every day every damn day she's like a never nude and that's <laughs> <Sort> her of, <laughs> yeah. she's like the san mateo bag lady she is like that but as she's dying she says For, forgive them come closer <laughs> <laughs> she she wants natalie to forgive the birds which we haven't really gotten wait to, you don't know that's what she meant that I is think what that that's she what meant. she meant. They're best friends. They have a lot of other experiences <laughs> yeah. before this movie. They could be talking about maybe, anything. Maybe it's the other best friends. Yes. <sighs> Forgive them. Yeah, because she didn't say any, She didn't care at all about trying to find her other best friends. Yeah. Only my. Wow. Can we go back to the brothel scene? <laughs> sure. Yes, please. So, <laughs> we're watching this movie. We're getting acquainted with who Rod and Natalie are and their blossoming love. Yeah. And then it just randomly cuts to weird, seemingly like it's a, going to become a sex scene between random girl and random guy. <laughs> yeah. On a bed. Yeah, because we've never seen this character before. No, we haven't. Yeah, we saw the guy before, but not her. But the and scene it's not is really a shot of him to where we could all be like, I'm not 100% sure yeah. that's the same generic white dude from The Office. Exactly. And I feel like it's a long, it almost feels like uh, The Room. Where it all of a sudden just cuts to like a love scene and it's like very long. Yeah. The room has to have been a huge inspiration on this film. It's so similar. A lot of the lingering shots and like the awkward music cut-ins. And and the dialogue that starts with like a, oh, or hey, 
And like, or yeah, oh, and hey. the the, un, the unaddressed accent work. <laughs> yes. There's like a lot of a lot of the room in this it's, for it's, sure. Yeah, definitely, I didn't get to finish my thought on Alex, so I just want to touch on that before we move. Oh, on. Oh yes, I'm Who so sorry. Alex, Alex from, from the restaurant. Oh, that's wait, right. let me see it. Uh, wait, let me see it. Is it your boyfriend? <laughs> he starts getting Amc. like way angry. <laughs> so Alex is her cat. And I made an, a really exciting prediction at that point. I was like, dude, is this Chekhov's cat? Is like, because this is a Birdemic movie. There are going to be evil birds. Is Alex going to come in and just like FS up with by hunting all of these birds? And I'll, I'm going to just tell you right now, guys. I was wrong. They never bring him back up. Even, yeah, even I said that immediately when you said that. First of all, <laughs> you say every single time we watch any movie... That something is Chekhov's something. <laughs> it's just a thing that you say during movies. Uh, but also, um, yeah, I knew immediately. I was like, they. this movie has made it clear that it is not clever enough to bring that back around to being relevant. Later on in the movie, when uh, they're like on the lamb, just driving hither and thither in a van, I'm like, what happened to her cat? Like, doesn't she want to rescue her cat? Who cares? It's a cat. Cats are fine. What is the cat going to be in trouble during the birdemic? I would have loved if they went back to her house and the cat is just like standing on a pile of dead birds with like <laughs> with like a camo bandana wrapped around its yes. head, <laughs> and he's just built this amazing fortress. Um, but still very good. cute because apparently he's very cute. Very good. Well, now let's talk a little bit about when the Birdemic strikes, because uh, after leaving the just hanging out with the family party at Cameron's pub, uh, they go to their motel and they have a, a, the second weird sex scene. Well, in the yeah, because it starts with them watching an old lady play with a bird in on a some cage, old yeah. movie uh-huh. on their TV. Yeah. And like it, the camera shows that and then pans up to... Natalie walking out of the bathroom in like baby blue lingerie. Right, right. And then it cuts to um Rod in like a tank top and camo pants or something. <laughs> and and I think like in this really tender moment, like the I think his lines are You look hot. No, or, no. He says, it? You look divine. Oh, that's right. That's a <laughs> but little also, bit better. He it's got weird. he got to the motel. Because on his first date, he asked her to go, if he could go up to her apartment, and she said no. And so on her second date, she said, most other guys just want to have sex, but not you. And so then they go have sex at the motel. She brings that up twice, too, because she tells her mom, like... That he didn't want to bang. Yeah. (laughs) But he totally did. Like, he he just wanted to bang, bro. Shanley, how did you feel about this sexy love scene the, the second sex scene in the movie well the i mean if the my one counts as the first one the i mean both of them felt <laughs> the way too long and just like hell yeah uncomfortable just short and to the point it's how the lady likes it it's uncomfortable to look at but you just see them laying on the bed making out and feel like it like slowly pans down to their feet where their feet are playing footsie i didn't notice that 
Mm-hmm. It happened. Was there any music playing? Because I oh, I'm sure there was. <laughs> Probably there that must Andrew have been, Seeger, but I don't. It's weird that we don't I, remember. I don't it. think like it, I because it did go I'm not from proposing that there wasn't any. It might have been like the, there wasn't any. It might have been the remnants of the second Damien Carter song. I don't think because so. they go straight from Cameron's to getting it on at the motel. <laughs> All I As remember is the brightly colored. Uh, comforter. comforter. <laughs> yeah, it was very Motel Six. It was I mean, no, no. not even Motel Four. I don't know. <laughs> it, it it felt like someone's house. Like it felt like renting one room at an Airbnb. It looked like, like the people that. still live there. If not for the weird wooden upholstered chair yeah. in the hallway towards the bathroom, uh-huh. I would have assumed it wasn't a motel. But that the, that chair is a dead giveaway. And like the lights on, and I think it's just one single wide shot of just them kind of like grinding on each other. Yeah pretty uh weird did it seem weird to you that she they went to this motel okay clearly to bang like that's why they're there bro and they go in turn on the old lady with the bird movie uh-huh. and he's it's standing like the mood, he's standing <laughs> like the mood, yeah. he's standing in clothes <laughs> on the other side of the room and she went into the bathroom and then came out undressed is that weird or is that just me it was really weird and he was very far away his back was almost like to the window it's like first off who goes who stands till the sweat drops down his balls is that what you're going for i wasn't going to complete the lyric but (laughs) um ah skeet 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 Um, squawk he's just standing in the room i guess watching the movie <laughs> but like he's Standing. not like he's not like on the bed or like or in undressed the himself chair. or whatever like under the covers he's just standing in the opposite side of the room and like why did she like if she had to go to the bathroom or like clean up or anything like she still is like oh i'm gonna come out in my lingerie but like you know you just stand over by the window i don't know it just threw me off the whole thing felt very uncomfortable yeah like it felt like I don't know. Let's was, figure yeah. this was out. It weird? As a female, there are so many points this, in their conversation and like all their interactions and things that he says that it's just like, ooh, um, that was not, mm, no, no, he's a creep and that was not <laughs> that yeah. was not the right thing to say, and she should probably you know either stop talking to him or let him know like yeah mm, you know back up a little bit or that's not appropriate or whatever. But she just goes right, right along with it. Well, it's like you said earlier. It sounds like it was written by a man. It, <laughs> yep, that's the only thing that makes sense. Is this was written by a man because it does not make a sense Men. from a Ugh. female perspective. Aren't they the worst, Matt? Uh, tell me we about it. We can't stand them, Shanley. I don't know how you do You know it. what? Don't tell me about it. Yeah. Get a woman to tell me about mm. it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's totally written like... And then I would say this, and then she would say this. It's like in How I Met Your Mother when Barney is ex- telling Marshall how a conversation would go when he tells uh, Lily about not washing the dishes. Yes. It's, it, that's like how this movie plays out. We, we referenced it, but we didn't get to it. Like So the first conversation that they have on their date where she's getting like vulnerable and she's like, I take my modeling career really seriously, but my mom doesn't see it that way. She keeps telling me that I should... Be, be get into real estate and then they show mom and her interaction and again her mom's harping on that and she's like Ugh. and then like later on in the movie 
Rod tells her, like, it is a good idea to have something to back up on. Maybe you should get your real estate license. <laughs> Does he tell her that she right needs something to back that, up on? She was saying, yeah, I, you know, I'm really, like, excited for modeling. I just got this, my, this big, like, break. But, you know, I do have, like, real estate on as, like, a, a backup plan if I should need it. But, like, you know, whatever. I'm just kind of going with the flow see where this career takes me. Right. And then he mansplains to her about how he, she should have career options or like, look at me. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> this is the conversation on the beach, right? Right, right. And then what, what's her response? I just remember oh that my God, scene wait. being very windy. The scene where they were like walking in place on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Because like, they're clearly like the moving, but they're not like going anywhere. Like, the camera's not, like, panning. The background isn't changing. Mm. But they're just, like, having this awkward-ass conversation. And, and what a what a telling explanation and description of their relationship. Just moving. Not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her response is something along the lines of, You're right. I should do that. It's like, no, dude, the whole movie, you've been saying, like, I, I don't want to go into real estate. My mom keeps forcing me. But then That's he says right. it, and she's like... But also, when Rod meets her mom, her mom's like, yeah, you know, it's always been just, like, really important to me to just support my daughter in, like, following her dreams and making sure that, you know, she gets to all of her model auditions and that she <laughs> is, like, being the best model she can be. Yeah, and a model like, citizen. She's, like, all, like, talking about how... So I was like, is the mom a liar? Or is she coming or around? Or is the daughter kind of like being overly dramatic about the mom? Well, I think on the mom and daughter, like their um, private convo, when she's telling her yeah. mom about how she met this guy. And she yeah, and the mom's him. making the lunch that is party trays. She's <laughs> <laughs> making party trays for herself. It's like crackers and cheese and like... And like celery and baby carrots. She's like, I'm just fixing lunch. Do you I want didn't even somebody? notice because I, I just laughed. I just started losing it when she was like, "Hey, mom," and I was like, "Really? Yeah." <laughs> this lady's like a hundred years old. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Shanley. So during that convo, her mom was talking about, um, like, "Oh yeah, good for you, honey." But also, if this guy's rich, it wouldn't hurt to have a rich husband. And was talking about how like great he must be if he has money and she's like oh yeah this also sounds like it was written by a guy and i don't know i feel like there's a lot of moms like that out there you well think so? but but to carry that note when they're on the beach walking in place she says her backup plan could be getting a real estate license which is the thing that her characters hated from the beginning or settling down and being the wife of a of a successful businessman mm. she did <laughs> So, uh, all right. Well, now that we've delved deeply into that and totally thrown off the the way that it went in the movie, I think we should address how the sex scene <laughs> resulted in a hard pivot yes. to the second half of this film. They wake up the next day to hard the pivot sound. to bird catastrophe. <laughs> no, I <laughs> a squawkalypse. What? Squawkalypse. <laughs> Squawkalypse? Wow. Squawkalypse. That's crazy. <laughs> That's the next, absurd. They wake up to the next morning of just the loop sound effect of a... Oh my goodness. Yes, very Dude, much a loop. The sound was only one sound, just nonstop, for basically the second half of the movie. Yes. 
and uh, and the first shot is like I don't know if it's the just the whole te- the whole town, but it's like a wide shot of like the whole urban or not urban. Oh yeah, like, yeah, it's like, like a like a residential neighborhood kind of like small town looking area, probably mm-hmm. Half Moon Bay, right? And these she you described it pretty perfectly. These like PlayStation One animation <laughs> yeah. looking birds, honestly. Probably PlayStation 2. Maybe. Because uh, PlayStation 2 looks a lot worse than we remember. Right. Making. It's really bad. Like, the bodies don't go up or down or move, like, closer or further from the camera. It's just, like, stationary bodies on these birds. And then, like, the feathers, like, or the wings flap, like, every, not, like, 30 like, seconds. I wouldn't even call it flapping. It's, it's like, like they, randomized. They move up like, and down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, it's, it's like it, a they, rotation. It's like a 25% rotate. It it looks like a it's like the animation of a a moving neon sign, you know, like where where it's Kinda. like they, they it's, like it's light a up more than the... that. It's slightly more elegant. And so they're showing that over the town, and... but then occasionally birds are dive bombing in <laughs> with like explosion. the like World War Two like sound. Yeah, why were there plane noises? <laughs> and because they also explode on impact. So those ones, I think that they're mechanical. I think this is like an eco-terrorist attack. That would be sick. That'd be a good thing to find That's out. That's why they didn't look like real birds. <laughs> That's, why. That's why they make that noise. That's why some of them seem to be resistant to bullets. Yes. <laughs> yes. Natalie and Rod have just consummated their relationship and they wake up to the Sasquakalypse. And oh my god. We're going with the Squawkalypse. Okay. And Rod can't find his car keys, so he goes he knocks on a random motel mm-hmm. room and wait, we wait. Get... first first she goes like Oh my gosh, like what's going on out there? And they're like looking at the window, but their curtains are still drawn. Yeah. And she's like staring in that direction and Rod is like darting his head around in like different directions yeah and it's like what are you looking at you can't see out the window <laughs> the curtains are and she goes uh they can't get in here can they and he goes not at the moment or something <laughs> like a little awkward like that not like not yet or yeah. like but just like it is so awkward and so they it's flip like, up the it's bed. like re- receptionist lingo <laughs> so they flip the ma- they pull the mattress off the bed and prop that up and then they pull the like box spring and like the stands, like the legs of the bed frame, uh-huh. and put those up against the window also. Right. And I know you guys know this, but I'm a germaphobe, and so I wrote down, "Dude, I'd rather take my chances fighting all these birds than touch the bottom of a motel bed." Oh my gosh! Like yeah. given yeah. the choice between the two, it's like, hey, touch the bottom of this motel bird, motel bed. And Could you imagine a motel gone. bird? Oh my god, a motel <laughs> bird? That'd be terrible. And then they immediately leave the room. No, I so think they stay like, there for the a little while because she has uh, the conversation that goes, why would birds do that? Why would birds just attack? There's that line. Mm. Yeah. That's a trailer line. Gets the plot moving along. But then they do leave the motel and they go knock on a door because Rod can't find his keys. To and his then, hybrid Mustang. Right, his hybrid Mustang. We haven't <laughs> seen it in a while suspiciously been absent for how present it was in the first part of the movie he was driving that all over the place he was parking he was reversing he was doing everything you could see all of the car process Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all of the driving process uh and then we just get introduced to two new characters ramsey and becky his name was ramsey his name is ramsey wow 
And, so uh, yeah, they just go knocking on a <laughs> random door in the motel and they get brought into this guy's room. The dude's wearing camo pants and a polo shirt. Like a, <laughs> like a striped polo shirt. It's like an old navy polo shirt. <laughs> it's like brown and orange with like big white stripes on it also. Yeah. It was terrible. I didn't notice he was wearing camo pants. Yeah, they disappear like that. They just blend into the background. <laughs> I thought he I thought he was standing in some foliage. <laughs> well, he was a marine, right? We found that out later. Way later, yeah. yeah that's, how, that's how he came up with the ingenious plan for them to all grab coat the hangers. coat hangers that are provided by the motel and use them to fight off the birds on their way to his van. Yeah, when, when some random dude in a motel is like, we have a van, you can come with us. And also, why van. was he waiting in their room for that long? If he had a van down by the river? If he, like, his car was outside, he had his car keys. Yeah. What was he waiting for? He was waiting for Rod. But, yeah, well, I guess because they did have a plan. And the plan, the strategy for leaving the room was that they stand with, like, their backs to each other. Yeah. So that they could see the birds coming from every direction. That's right. And so he's like, we that maybe he needed two more people or else they'd be unprotected <laughs> on their sides. The birds will flank us. What are we going to do? There's only two of us. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> Someone will come knocking on our door. Just so he wait. seized his opportunity, got to the car, where he immediately pulls out like a M16 or something, like a fully automatic like assault rifle military gun, and is like rapid firing at these birds <laughs> in the sky. It's like, dude, why did you make everyone walk out? with hangers with you and they have like a long scene where like some of the girls like fumbling to like open, open the, the car, car door. door yeah and so you couldn't have just gone outside ran to your van and grabbed your guns like earlier you he's had got to, so much ammunition like and unlimited. why did he have those guns in the van it was a <laughs> normal day the day before yeah so i wrote that down i'm like okay the dude at the motel in the camo pants and the polo shirt yeah. with the illegal automatic rifle in his car <laughs> yeah. in his van like definitely not the dude to be like joining up with that guy's a psychopath yeah they yeah he's wearing i mean i hate to sound insensitive but he's wearing school shooter clothes and on, and he says later on when we find out wow it took a second to hit but <laughs> that was too much for you <sighs> are you saying wow because it was too much or wow because you're like yeah that's what he was wearing. i feel like the, that sounds accurate <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He was like some blue hair dye away from school shooter. Vibes yeah, for sure. He and Becky. We later find out that he's he was a marine because Rod asks him, "You're pretty good at shooting. Why are you still not in the Marines?" <laughs> Does that mean he used to be in the Marines, or he's like, "Dude, you've never been in the Marines. <laughs> like, why, so why have you been lagging on joining the Marines for <laughs> all these years?" You're such a good shooter. <laughs> And Why didn't they correct this line? Like, hey, I know. this doesn't make sense. Because they didn't have time to reshoot anything. Everything was in one take. I think it was. Like, got it. <laughs> but um, Why are you still but, not in the Marines? But That's so he good. says, I just got tired of all the fucking killing in Iraq. Which Can't is a terrifying answer. A chance? <laughs> um, but that's hilarious. Why, he got tired of all the effing killing in Iraq. Can't we just give peace a chance? Coming from the guy in the camo pants at the motel with multiple loaded guns in his car in yeah. California, where that's like super illegal. Right. Like, 
That's and it's insane. a creepy van. It's it's yeah. it's got like that sun damage where it's like where it looks like the car is molting. Yeah, it's like peeling, <laughs> <laughs> and it's full of guns. Yeah, and he's a terrible shot. Like every he, time he kills five birds, maybe. It, but and it's so satisfying whenever they hit one. It's hip. And, and it goes, <laughs> <laughs> it like splats on the ground. <laughs> There's one that splats on their windshield, too. You remember that? Yes. Uh, It was like an attack. They're just lucky it didn't explode. It was a dud. (laughs) (laughs) But but every time he's like rapid firing up into the sky at these birds, they like then cut to a way too long shot of the birds. Mm -hmm. And like none of them are getting hit. And they're all just flying in one spot. Yeah. They're just hovering. Hovering, yeah. And he's just like, and like, but and nothing getting hit. Every, and then like, every once in a while, yeah, everyone. And then that leads Rod to being like, "Man, you're why, pretty good at shooting. Why are you still not in the Marines? Yeah, why are you still not in the Marines, bro? Don't you want to bang? You need to get on that." <laughs> then, it, for the rest of the movie, they're just wandering back and aimlessly, forth. just yeah. wasting gas in the van. And it's very clear that they're going up and down the same road. It's like they're going yeah. from one side of Half Moon Bay to the other and back and forth and back and forth, going nowhere, and they're just meeting different people. Yeah, they're along just the way. driving to the different environmental encounters that the movie was really set up for. Would anyone, Shanley, would you like to pick your favorite of the encounters? We don't need to go in order. There's only like four or five of them. I mean, I have a favorite, but I don't think I will be the best at explaining oh I'll, i'm sure i'll talk over you you will <laughs> <laughs> go ahead shanley um so i'll they um they go and get some sandwiches and like water and at they the, keep, like the liquor store that's empty right yeah yeah and then they keep having picnics outside <gasps> Oh my god! <laughs> right, so really pleasant. Yeah, they go picnics. on like a long walk from where they parked. It's like the society is collapsed in a matter of hours because of these birds. Yeah, just drive up to the picnic tables. You don't need to park in the parking or lot or eat inside of the convenience yeah. store yeah. or inside the car. <laughs> like it's not like he has a super nice car. Like hey, don't eat in here, like <laughs> dude. But he totally seems like the kind of guy. Yeah, would be like especially because we didn't mention it yet, but they picked up the kids at that point. So it's the two couples plus and two children. Two children. And so I could see this guy, the crazy motel guy, being like, I don't want those damn kids eating in my car. Oh, come on. It's a bird. It's a birdemic. Pulls out a gun. I said, I do not. (laughs) I said, it's a squawkpocalypse. (laughs) Don't make it sound ridiculous. It's a (laughs) squawkalypse. I wish, I wish that was just off the dome but it's not. It's uh, it, it was in my notes. You almost had the top of the dome award. A <laughs> squawkalypse. <laughs> okay, so picnic. Go ahead. They keep Whoa. having these picnics, and my favorite person that they encounter while having a picnic is Tom Hill. That Tom wasn't Hill. during a picnic. Was it not? I mean, I don't know if they were having a picnic. I think that was when they were. What like, else are they doing out in the middle? They're of the trying world? to start a new life in the woods. <laughs> I think they're getting water or something like that. But there, there was, I don't know. I think they were trying to escape from the birds. Or neither here nor there. Tell us about Tom Hill. 
So they, they just stumble upon this guy out in the woods. And he's a long, long hair ponytail, kind of like creeping Hippie. on them. He's like he's junior like, high art teacher kind of vibes. Yes. He was clearly wearing a wig, right? Like that yes. is not his real hair. It was like a middle-aged, like kind of saggy skinned man. Like he wasn't overweight. But his skin was like hanging off of him a little bit, like Edgar, right? Edgar, your skin yeah. is hanging off your bones. And they they found him lurking behind a tree, watching them filling up water. And he was he was like out of focus, and he's yeah. Kind they of pulled like... a gun on him, and rightfully so. Yeah. So, and because he invited, we're totally talking over Shanley's moment. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Shanley. It's okay. All I remember is he's being a creep. Yeah. Comes out of nowhere, and they're like, "Whoa, hey guy," and. I don't honestly. I, I got distracted after that. So he's like, "Enjoy these trees now, because they're gonna be dead in a couple yeah. of years." <laughs> they're like, "Well, so first they're like, uh, what the hell are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, this is my home. I live here." <laughs> oh, and like gestures up into the trees, where there's like totally a fake like tree house on the side like sticking out the side of like a redwood yeah it's barely even on a branch yeah and it's i don't think it is on a branch i think it was genuinely like it was copied and sticking out the side of the tree (laughs) um and And he invites the children up there like ooh, can we play in the tree house yes yeah please come play in my tree house (laughs) and then he's like haven't you noticed the birds aren't attacking you here you have nothing to fear in the woods. Oh, wait. I think I hear a mountain lion. <laughs> I gotta go now. And then he runs away and he's like, you guys better get out of here too. <laughs> Protect yourselves. But he does give a whole speech in the middle of that about Beatles and stuff. People are, yeah, that like because of global warming, there's like bugs that used to die off in the winter. But now it's too warm, and so they're overpopulated, and they're destroying the and trees. And he's like, like, look at that tree. And then and they like show a picture of a tree, and I was having trouble, like, oh, which one is dead? Like, they, they all kind of look the same. I think there was a stump there in was. the shot. There was, like, a small stump in the shot. But the, it was kind of, like, weirdly camouflaged in. <laughs> the beetles came and sawed this tree down. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was crazy. I love that guy. Tom Hill was he the best. Had, like, it was weird. Like His lines were written and delivered in such a weird way. Like He might kind of remind me of like uh, Luna Lovegood. Oh, yeah. Very like, like, or her creepy dad. Because Luna Lovegood's dad was like that. And he was much less charming than Luna Lovegood. Yeah. Yeah, I like Luna a lot. Mm-hmm. But her dad is Adrian getting a flask. That's her dad. Really? Yeah, Adrian oh. from Little Nicky. Really? Good for him. Yeah. Guy's doing a lot Re-siphons. of Resiphons. My favorite adventure of theirs as they're driving around this apocalyptic wasteland is when they meet the children because the road is so populated. There's, <laughs> there's so much traffic. Cars. This is like the first encounter they have, I think, after leaving the motel, right? Something like that. I'm pretty sure it is. The whole world's supposed to be in disarray, but there's just a very regular afternoon traffic going by. And not even like regular, but like pretty busy. Yeah, like it's It's, like a like a weekend. Yeah, like there's a lot of people driving down. Steady flow of traffic, (laughs) and I could not like I was trying to be immersed into this movie, but I could not 
help but think of like what do these people think like they're driving by two like 20 something year old men with guns yeah. <laughs> shooting at the sky when there's children one kid is in a trunk and then the other kid is rolled underneath the car and so, laying on the ground so as they're approaching this shot they're driving down the road they're trying to figure out where to go and then one of them is like oh look look at the dead people on the side of the road Let's see if there are any Let's survivors. Let's see if there's any survivors. And so they pull over. They run up to... There's like four cars parked on the side of the road. Yeah. They go to an SUV. And there's like a bunch of dead people that were clawed in the face. <laughs> yes. um, and then from like there, they hear someone going like, help me, help me. And it's a little girl under the car named Susan, who I did not like. <laughs> okay. Uh, but they rescue Susan. She's terrible. And then they go to the other cars and there's like dead people in the cars and there's a dead like middle-aged man leaning up against the trunk of like a sedan. Right. And he's just like sat there and they are like looking at that. And then do they just know the kid's in the trunk <laughs> yeah. or does the kid knock? Yeah. I don't no. remember him. Ramsey just is like, okay, well, this guy's dead. Let me let the kid out of the trunk. <laughs> yeah, they just like <laughs> pop the trunk and the kid jumps out. I think they just know, like, look at that guy. He's a weirdo. He's got a kid in the trunk. Like, yeah. look at him. Hopefully the kid in the trunk is still alive. That's, that's our <laughs> primary concern right now. I really, I want it to be that, like, that dude was a creep who happened to just get caught by the birds. Yeah, there's, like, a but poetic But he was, like, thing. kidnapping that little boy. But I really don't think so. I think that's the kid's dad. And he, like, hit and him in the like, trunk to protect him? Yeah, to, him? like, the birds were coming, so he, like, threw the kid in the trunk and closed it. And then was like, ah! And, like, <laughs> got attacked right there and died against the trunk. It was... It, but why did they open the trunk so casually? It's like, all right, well, we're gonna get going. Yeah. But, <laughs> come on out of the trunk, boy. <laughs> <laughs> trunk boy, get out of here. You'll be a part of our family now. But then Susan had to ruin it right away. Because right when they get in the car, the first thing she does is she goes, I'm hungry. I've been under the car for a long time. (laughs) How do you deliver that line in such a bratty way? I've been under the car for a really long time. Maybe that wasn't a part of the movie. (laughs) She just said that. She's like upset because they didn't feed her yet. That's hilarious. Because I imagine she probably was under that car for a very long time. Dude, not that long. They only did one shot. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Oh, man. Uh, but, guys, uh, we lose Becky. Becky dies. Mm, we just yeah. let that sit in. Like, we we grew to love her, you know? Did we? <laughs> I mean, she couldn't Remember open a car door. She didn't open the door. <laughs> and then the rest of the shots where she was supposed to be in the car but wasn't. <laughs> It was clearly only three adults in the car for most of the rest of the movie, yeah. even though she's supposed to be alive still. And the, the, I think like the kids weren't in the car for most of the movie. I don't too. think they ever showed Becky after the motel. Like I don't think we ever saw like a clear shot of her. Yes, when she dies, but even then, like she's like behind the bushes, but, like squatting down. Right, but we she get her because character why? gets the dignity, the dignity she's just that she deserves. <laughs> That is an actual line from the movie. I think it's like after they've had the Dr. Jones picnic. You know, the old Dr. Uh Jones picnic Mm -hmm. treatment. The next scene is them waking uh, Rod and Ramsey sitting in the front seat of the car. Ramsey wakes up. They're driving, and then it just cuts to them 
on the side of the road with Ramsey waking up. <laughs> and Ramsey says, "Where's Becky?" And we've alluded to it several times. So let's 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 just let's perform this. I will be Rod. Shanley, you're... Shanley, you're gonna be. I'm gonna be no, Ramsey. Want, you're gonna be Rod. I want to be Ramsey. I was already Rod. Okay, Jimmy, you be Rod then. No, I don't want to do this. I want to watch. <laughs> it does it for me. <laughs> but I don't. I don't cuss. Go ahead, Rod. <laughs> or go ahead, I'm Ramsey. Ramsey. Okay. Where's Becky? She's taking a. Sh- it's not as good. It's not as good. Just say it. You're I a 31 year old man. <laughs> I don't. I try not to cuss. Rod, I, where's Becky? You're gonna bleep it anyways. <laughs> no one's gonna know. <laughs> She's taking a shit. Oh my god, you <laughs> bastard! You did it, you crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> Natalie's wow. got her back. That's we wild. we rewound that scene like three times because we could not. Believe. Like it felt like that. Like that was like a blooper line, right? <laughs> it really did. The first time, we're like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> what did he just say? Is that really what he just oh said? Oh my god, dude, <laughs> that was great. You guys are excellent. And scene. <laughs> and then Natalie comes running back and is like, "They killed Becky." Ah. Well, they show what happened. Yeah, they do. But she squats down, and then she gets like uh, plowed over by by a bird, and then I think the bird like she squats down, but she still has her pants like fully she on. She hasn't and started pooping yet. But you undo your pants and then sit down and squat simultaneously. That's not you don't how I squat do it. and then take <laughs> your pants off. That's crazy. I've shit in a lot of places that weren't toilets, and that's not the way to do it. But have you ever done so during a birdemic? I mean, who's don't don't dodge the question. Have you ever done it during a birdemic? I think so. (laughs) Fair enough. I would. I'm just like, I don't know if I have like a weird anxiety. I I think I do. I'm really glad that she got to die with her pants still on. Yes. Like, part of me was like relieved. Like, it's like, oh, that sucks. She deserved that. But but she definitely shit her pants immediately. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought because like if her body was like already ready to like expel, oh, yeah, that shit was bursting. It was scratching at their door. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. Yes. No. 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 That's what, that's what I thought. Is like. Shanley's <laughs> dead. Shanley's gone. I think that's the best callback we've done. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought that that must be the case. Like, because her body, like, lost all its faculties. Like, oh, man. Oh, my God. This is making the movie make more sense. So she definitely shit herself. Yes. So then Natalie goes goes back and tells him that. And then Ramsey is pissed. And he runs out to her dead body and sees it. And is like, ah! And probably smelled the shit. And then runs away, shooting into the air. Gets back into the car and then basically goes and commits suicide. Yeah. Feces aside, as usual, you mm. know, that's, I mean, that's home court rules. Uh, feces aside, do you think it's pretty brutal that he just left her body there to bake in the hot sun? No. Especially with that poop. <laughs> no, you can't terrible. bring that into the van. <laughs> yeah, that is true. If he's not letting the kids yeah. eat in the van, he's definitely <laughs> not bringing a corpse and a poopy lady in. Okay, fair enough. And who's to say how long he's even known her? So this this is this is my thought. 
this is like I this is my yarn on pins against the walls mm-hmm. thought. I think that the actor who played Becky had to leave the shoot early yeah. and James Nguyen was upset. So he's like, all right, well then I, I'm sorry. You're just going to die while you're pooping then. So like, I mean, it's fine. It's fine that you have to leave early, but you're going to die pooping. Like th- that's the only way that that makes sense. To I me. don't think so. No, you think-, I think that she was meant to die because, but why pooping? That <laughs> makes the next scene make sense. <laughs> why? Because so Ramsey is so distraught by her death and her feces (laughs) that they're driving by and the poop. Yeah. Uh, They're driving by Cameron's pub again and they see a bunch of people trapped in the bus. Right. And so he's like, we got to help those people. And they're like, no, (laughs) like we're safe here. Let's not do that. And he's like, no. What if it was Natalie? Becky's dead. (laughs) <laughs> and that's enough of an argument Rob's for them like, to then turn Damn it, around. you're right. <laughs> like, Son of a bitch, you got a point. Uh, so they turn around, and then he basically just immediately dies. Not only does he die, but he, ki- he gets, gets everyone pe- killed. Kill. <laughs> the people, he runs onto this double-decker bus, forces everyone to leave. They're like, no, please don't make me go out there. And he's like, he's like, you'll be fine. Get out of the bus. Go. Get out of here. Oh, my god. The bus probably has gas in it. Yeah. Like, they should have definitely just moved into the bus and taken Everybody that. Everybody should have, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the whole group shifts over to the bus, and he's just like, we're driving the bus out of here. But they, there's birds all just, like, stuck to the side of the bus, flapping their wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He runs in, grabs all the people, forces them against their will to leave the bus, where they immediately have the bird acid drop on their face. Is that what that was? I don't know, but there's, like, birds dive bomb them. And just splatter them with yellow goo liquid of some sort. And they just all kind of just melt. And they're all just like, ah, ah. Okay, I was trying to understand what that was. I thought it was like a pus-filled bird or something. Because they they said a few times that the birds were infected. They never went back. Oh, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Dr. Jones gave a word for it. Yeah, I was going to talk about him. But then you didn't ask me what my favorite moment was because you said yours was the kids and you said yours was tom hill but then no one wanted to oh, know what missed opportunity was. then let's hear it well wait, no let's stay focused so so they run into this bus they grab all the people get them all killed so now it's just rod, rod natalie and the susan two and trunk boy i don't yes. think he has a name trunk boy doesn't deserve a name yeah, I don't think we ever got a name. He wasn't supposed to leave the trunk. <laughs> um, What's your name? They never gave me a name, sir. <laughs> they stuck me in the trunk and just called me boy. But, sad. So I think that he... <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad story, dude. <laughs> it's great. I want a spinoff about that. There's um, birds everywhere. Is there not normally birds everywhere? This Before is my I've first never... <laughs> time seeing the outside world. <laughs> Sorry, go on. First off, we didn't see, uh, say, when they pulled up to the bus, they're, like, shooting up the bus, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's birds all outside the windows and people screaming, like, in the windows, like, ah, Just shooting at the people. they're just rapid firing, they're (laughs) waving their guns everywhere, shooting, not hitting any of the birds or the bus. So I don't know what's happening. But so then they run up in there, the guy gets killed. So I think that... If Becky was still alive, they wouldn't have done that. 
And so, you know, we wouldn't have got that great moment with the bird goo <laughs> that killed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. But I, that still doesn't say why she had to die pooping. Well, because... How else is she gonna die? What other reason? Wait, give, me, give me a when second. I have to another think reason for her to, to leave the bus without the men because okay, obviously well, the men me. wouldn't let that happen. She it had to been be going number one. They didn't have to embarrass her by making her go number two. Well, he maybe, also didn't have to say it like that. <laughs> I mean, I say that all the time. I say that he when really Shanley's does. not doing that. <laughs> Shanley will be like going to like place our order somewhere and be like, "Where'd Shanley go? Oh, she's taking a huge." And Natalie's got her back. <laughs> Dude, now that's going to get added on to it for sure. Oh. But I do think that Becky had to leave early, but I don't think it was a scheduling conflict. I think that she was like, hey, I want to be in this movie. And then showed up and did a couple scenes and was like, I do not want to be in this movie. Hey, you know what, man? Yeah, I'm out of here. I got to go. See, but yeah, I think you're right, but you don't think that follows up with going, all right, well, fine, your, your character's going to die. I don't pooping. think it was vindictive. I think that that was how she was always going to die. We did read that he refused to talk to the actor who played Natalie for three whole weeks. Yeah, and it still amazes me. So so can you give some background on that? <laughs> so apparently in one of those scenes, probably the one with uh, Trunk Boy, the, the liberation of Trunk Boy, if you will, apparently there were joggers who kept jogging pat into the frame and james nguyen started yelling at those people for ruining his shot and whitney moore i think is her name the actor who plays natalie said hey don't yell at people who are not part of the movie like they're just doing their thing and so he got really angry with her and refused to speak to her for three whole weeks and only communicated to her and he's the director so he only gave her directions through the actor who played rod like (laughs) can you please tell whitney she's doing a very bad job (laughs) whitney uh james wants me to tell you he's doing a very bad you're doing a very bad job I love that. Well, can you please tell James that I will not poop in this next scene? (laughs) I really... For three weeks, dude. (laughs) I really hope that he didn't do it like that, like saying things in front of her. I hope that he would, like, call the other guy to the side and then whisper something to him. And then Alan Bag would come back over and be like... Alan He'd be like, hey, uh, he says you should do this one in the lingerie. (laughs) Ask her. Ask her if she'd ever go out with anybody from class. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if that's the guy who's going to go silent on somebody for three weeks, maybe he's going to vindictively say, well, you'll die pooping then. Yeah, I mean, like, And she's like, fine, but I'm doing it in my pants. Like, I'm not going to poop. It's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> Think about the sex scene. I didn't have you naked then either. <laughs> she wasn't in the sex scene. You're right. You racist. You're right. You're Lucky mixing up Becky. your non-white female actors. This is big for me. Wow. You're showing me a little something. Thank you. Yeah. We're all learning. It's okay. Um, but yeah, so let's go back to Dr. Jones then. I'll give my moment now. Yeah. So Dr. Jones was what I thought Shanley would have liked the most because you had a big reaction when he first showed up. It's during the picnic scene. <laughs> they, well, the children are laughing. Yeah. Everyone's like momentarily forgotten. There's a birdemic and they're all happy and having a fun time at the picnic tables. It's important. Right by the ocean. They're hanging out with their family, and they look over, and Rod's like, uh, there's an old man on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 
I, she said, there's an old man on a bridge. <laughs> a real okay. man on a bridge situation. Yeah. So they go walking over, and this weird, out of shape <laughs> old man in like a brown, like professor jacket looking yeah. thing, yeah, is like, hey, get back. Don't you know these birds are infected? And he's wearing a mask, which is yeah. unusual for the time. Yeah. But but now he didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh hey, that's normal. Um, Where are their masks? Yeah, yeah, these people are irresponsible. <laughs> but so they and then they keep walking towards him, and he's like, "Didn't you just hear me say to stay back?" And he's like, very aggressive. Yeah. And they're like, "Okay, well, then can you just come talk to us?" And he's like, "You want me to come talk to you? You want to talk? Fine, I'll talk." And then and he says it like he's going to be confrontational. But then he just goes over and is like friendly with them at the picnic table. The second half I thought it was like, you want me to talk? Fine, I'll talk. Get out of my face. I'm here alone. Like, like that's how it was yeah, like or leading. Or like, you know, I'll talk. Up yours, buddy. Yeah, something, something like, like yeah. that. Yeah. It's like some kind of weird but, aggressive. But instead he just like kind of folded his hands and followed them very yeah. obediently. Walks all the way back over to the picnic tables where the children are playing at a separate table. And laughing. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and they brought a ball. Yes. Do you remember that? I yeah. don't know where they got They're it. They're playing. They got like a bouncy ball, like a like a handball. And they all have grocery bags, <laughs> which I found really suspicious. If they just looted this abandoned store, like how do they each have grocery bags? One bag full of a bunch of loose sandwiches, sure. Yeah. But it just seems like they got takeout. <laughs> yeah. Was... These are plastic bags? Oh. Whoa. Dang, wow. dude. Like, is there ever going to be an end to this, Shanley? It... Well, Dr. Jones certainly doesn't think so. <laughs> he doesn't because think... he says people are the real trouble. But I'm perfectly happy to shoot some birds with this upside down gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Well, so, I mean, I, we already talked about him earlier, but I just thought his whole scene was amazing. This mm. dude came out of nowhere. He's studying the birds. He drew their blood, apparently, but then was still just standing <laughs> he was over. He tasting their blood. It was, was very suspicious. I mean, it's weird that he said he tested the birds. To see, and they have bird flu, which also this is why this is my favorite scene because this proved a theory that I had. Okay, when I read Birdemic, I was like, Oh, this must have been about like the bird flu, the avian flu, right? And I looked it up, and this was like a year before like the swine flu or like right around the swine flu, okay? But the bird flu was like big news, yeah, in like 2005. And I was like, oh, this is, like, way after that. Like, that's weird. This seems like it would be that. But then you mentioned that this movie was apparently in, like, pre-production for, like, five years. Right. So, so James right Duane definitely came up with this during the, the bird flu. Maybe this is just and what he just thought it was. Forever. He, <laughs> he, spent, he spent that whole year inside of a trunk because he thought, he thought the bird flu was attacking He's the him. bird or the trunk boy. <laughs> Wow. I, I like Bird Boy. That's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I cannot believe we were just going to move on from Dr. Jones because he utters one of the best lines of the whole movie. He really does. I thought that was intentional because I thought you were saving it for your favorite. No, one. no, no, no. Go ahead. I mean, well, there's several, dude. So you can go ahead and take your. your Mine's going to be the spaceship one. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Um, there was there's multiple parts to it that I thought were hilarious. He talked for like 10 minutes. About, it was a monologue, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a whole thing. And there's dramatic music. And he's like, humans are the real danger. And people need to stop playing cowboys with Mother Nature or something like that. 
And yeah. then he says what you were going to say, that we need to be more like <clears throat> astronauts. Well, he, first he, he explains that what he's talking about is human fossil fuel related activities yes <laughs> that was the best he's like with our fossil fuel related activities yeah those ffras <laughs> <laughs> dangerous ffras yeah and he also said that while also saying that he doesn't need to go with them he doesn't want a carpool because he has his car his truck and his rv <laughs> those are some ffras right there so it's like dude you're you're gonna be by yourself with a truck and an rv <laughs> the hypocrisy man yeah, yeah he's gonna have to drive two blocks walk back two blocks <laughs> to, to, dri- <laughs> to get in his truck drive another two blocks then walk back to his rv i imagine he's towing the truck <laughs> or towing the rv wow but uh here's his line uh you're gonna have to imagine patriotic music in the background so you get the full effect of this we need to stop playing cowboy with nature. We must act more like astronauts. Space spacemen. Men. Taking care of our spaceship, Earth. And just let that sit in. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's got a point. I mean, sure. Do astronauts use hella fuel to get to space? Maybe. <laughs> fossil fuel related activities. But, you know, fossil fuel related activities are going to happen. You know what, what I think of? You, you say astronaut, and I just think of somebody who's like nurturing a spaceship. That's what I think of. What a weird <laughs> ass analogy. <laughs> like, I would guess that in the vast majority of astronaut <laughs> endeavors, they've done no care for the spaceship during their mission. I bet they don't do any. They're just like, they go up and they do some space stuff and they come back down. Isn't like a large portion of the, like the rocket on the spaceship disposable? Like they use it yeah, up and then the, it falls the into falls the sea. Into the, yeah. So like, yeah, I think that's what we're doing, man. <laughs> we're, we're, and what what is the connection there? Is it because Mother Earth is carrying us through space? Is that what he means? He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm pretty sure this dude he is on acid. Drunk. He's <laughs> tripping balls right now. He's been drinking bird blood. <laughs> I immediately said to Shanley, "There's been so many times that I've been like, just out somewhere." <laughs> And, like, or I don't know why. I always have friends who are willing to just start a conversation with crazy people. <laughs> okay. But, like, there will be a crazy person outside of a bar or, like, at a park or somewhere. And my friends will just be like, yeah, okay, we're down. <laughs> and this person will just start rambling and rambling. And I've learned over my years, you just got to disengage. You yeah. can't give in to that. Because once you're there and they know they have you, they're just going to talk. And that's right. what this guy did. He's yeah. like... I can't believe you what, guys you are still to listening to me. Fine, I'll talk. Yeah, he's There's like, I'm been the talkingest damn thing you've ever saw. <laughs> I've been wanting to talk for a long time, but these birds keep dying on me. He's been living alone in his RV for the past 40 years. <laughs> so I did experiments on these birds. <laughs> Let me come tell you about it. <laughs> the last encounter that I want to talk about, we see two men who work in like convenience stores. One of them, Oh, was right. the dead guy who had jello over his eyes. <laughs> um, it was supposed to look like the birds plucked his eyeballs out, I think, right? I think he was just, like, disguising himself so the birds wouldn't attack him. He was totally alive. <laughs> he, was, he was Bill Murraying it. That's hilarious. <laughs> if I rub this jello on my eyes, the it birds would It definitely looked like someone dead. took two jello cups and, like, just mashed <laughs> them around and then stuck them over his eyes because they were, like, still round, like, perfectly round. <laughs> Like I didn't notice that, that was hilarious so that convenience store guy was great yeah but 
the star of the movie, I think. Really? Was the second uh, gas station convenience store guy. Because he was like, yeah, uh, the because of the the birds outside, the uh, gas is a hundred dollars a gallon now. Hundred dollars. You take gallon. it or leave it, and was just like a total dick. <laughs> and it's like didn't care at all. And they're like, dude, like we need gas. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's not my problem. Yeah. And I was like, this guy is brutal, dude. The poor know the hustle, like, man. He's the Charlie Bucket of this movie. Not only did he show up to work during the bird demo. <laughs> But he was like, bro. There's money to be made out here. <laughs> guess what's $100 a gallon now? Gas, baby. Like, we're getting paid today. I actually have a quote from him. Oh, please. please do it. All phones from the eagle attack. All, All phones are dead up here. Yes. All phones from the eagle uh, attack. Because they asked him if they could use his phone, I think. And he said, all phones from the eagle attack. I remember that. Yeah, period. Okay. All phones are dead up here. Wow. Which the second sentence makes more sense. Yeah, yeah it was another example of them just <laughs> sticking with the first shot. <laughs> Let's try that again. Just, you know, the, the line is, all the phones are dead up here from the eagle attack. Just say that. And he's, all phones from the eagle attack. <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> the phones are dead. <laughs> In the Excellent. We got it. That's a Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, but yeah, I love that. He dude. didn't say the words in the right order. Yeah, but in post-production, we're going to move those words around. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. There's going to be birds exploding in this scene. It's going to be fine. That led to the most disappointing thing. Yep, your favorite bird explosion. If I wasn't already disappointed because Alex didn't like tear things up in this birdemic, Alex the cat, I have to remind because... Uh, his name is only mentioned once, and that's not a cat name. <laughs> I was already disappointed from that. But then, like, there's this jerk of a gas station attendant, right? He's and a it, genius. What are you yeah, talking but about? But he's, he's being a jerk. And then so, like... I'm getting paid. He's risking his life. But he hear me, money, hear me out. Rod is the protagonist, and he's just worked so hard really? to make these millions and millions of dollars. And now he's got to give up, what? It, was it going to be $5,000 on gas? Something like that? Yeah, like, that's so, messed up. But, and so he's like, fine, I'll pay you. And then one of the explosive birds comes down, and he goes, and he explodes on the gas station. Like, oh, dude, this gas station attendant's going to get what's coming to him. <laughs> this gas station's going to explode, you know, because that's what happens. When an explosion comes into contact with a gasoline pump, but then nothing happened. It just kind of. Uh, I mean, the bird explodes. Yeah, but nothing else does. Like how the did... bird like fully explodes. Like there's like flames and okay. smoke. Okay, okay, Jimmy. But if okay, let's talk about two things. There's two things in a scene, and there's combustion. Okay, the pump is made out of plastic. Hold, hold on. There's a bird. It doesn't penetrate and then the hose. There's a bird, and then there's a gas pump. Which of those things, when introduced to combustion, is more likely to explode? <laughs> We've already and... established that these birds are explosive. <laughs> You were not as disappointed as I was that the gas station did not explode. Not, it not makes only was I no not sense. as disappointed as you, I was ecstatic. I was thrilled. You're like, this guy it lives to get paid another me. day. It would have disappointed me if the whole place blew up. I How think that did it, was it not blow up? Because this movie is amazing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Because Birdemic. Mm. That's why. Which which part was that? Was that the sh- that was the shock? Like, it's shocking yeah. that, that this uh, gas station didn't explode. 
Yes. And the terror was the, the jello ice. The came right after that when they pulled over to help the cowboy. <laughs> and then he tries to rob them for the extra tank of gas in their trunk. But then he gets the poetic justice that I thought like that the <laughs> that the gas station attendant was going to get because he gets a really swift slit to As the throat. He's slowly backing away with the gas. Oh, yeah, yeah not that one towards... mercenary bird comes <laughs> yeah. down. Did you guys notice that he was? They pulled up behind his truck. He walks up to their car, <laughs> pulls a gun on him, goes to the <laughs> trunk of the van, and they take the gas can out, and then he's backing away. Getting further from his truck. <laughs> I didn't notice that. But yeah, until you're he right. gets his throat cut. Like, why didn't he go back to his truck? Or why didn't he just take their car that already has gas in it and the gas that they have in the car and just be like, all right, get out of here. Dang. Imagine if he would have seen what else was in that trunk, too. Because there was full on survival yes. gear. I mean, in well, some fishing stuff. Yeah. That's and a it. stove. There was oh, a yeah, stove in stove. there. And like a multi section walk, I guess. It was like a oh, walk. Yeah, it, it, was. Was like it was like a, a bifurcated. Yeah. A bywalk. A bock. <laughs> and a box to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so that goes to, I think, the basically the end of the movie, right? Yeah, because then they, they run out of gas, probably because Rod leaves that gas tank in the, on the side of the road. Between after... that and them just driving back and forth across <laughs> aimlessly Bay all day. Yeah. Also, the guy, the cowboy that was like holding them up dies and rod leaves the gas tank and that second gun and you're just like you're, you definitely i didn't think of the gun need. yeah you're yeah, totally and they do right. run yeah. out of ammo too they do he is an idiot can we just also be clear to that like i know that a lot of times when we're talking about these movies we say things like the old lady the mom the baby but when we say the cowboy, that's the name of the character. He's yeah, credited. Is, he is the cowboy. <laughs> you know, the funny thing, too. Or he the might funny... be Mr. Half Moon Bay. <laughs> what if they were swapped? The cow- no, the cowboy's the one who works in the pub. Yeah. That's Welcome not the to weird. Cameron's Irish Pub. I'm the cowboy. Howdy. Oh, he did say howdy. The cowboy said howdy. You remember that? when they, Right before he pulled the gun on them, he said howdy. Just, howdy. And he's like, can I have some gas? Which is a weird thing to ask people. No, he's like, can I buy gas? And then he pulls the gun on him and he's like, you will sell me your gas. Well, like, no, he, you got a gun pulled on well, him. First just taking gas for free at this we, point. Uh, we just got it. They're selling it for $100 a gallon. And he goes, mm, I only got 50 And then he pulls the gun. <laughs> it's a hilarious but the, way to but, do that. But he's... He's forcing them to sell them his gas. He's not no, trying he's to steal not. it. Yeah, he is. Because he, he says, takes the gas and he doesn't pay him. I know, but the words he says are like, you will sell me your gas as he's pointing a gun at him. Yeah, but that's because he wants them to cooperate because they think they're going to get paid. He never <laughs> intended to. That's the cowboy way. Anyway, there's a lot of unnamed characters in movies, but usually they don't have like a definite article for them. It's like waitress yeah. or cabbie. Or, or cowboy. cowboy, not the cowboy. You tell the funny. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, and so they run out of gas. They run out of ammo. Oh well, so then they pull up. They they leave the cowboy. They go try to find Mai, and they pull up to the lighthouse and they see her dead in her car outside, where she says, "Forgive, forgive them. them." And balls. She could be saying to forgive. <laughs> yeah, and balls. Balls is dead. Yes, she could be saying to forgive. <laughs> I like that we just resolved that his name is Balls. 
they run out of gas. They're hungry. The kids are complaining again. And so they're like. They want a Happy Meal. So they go, okay, let's go get, I'll catch us a fish. Because he goes, oh, hey, there's a fishing rod and a stove. <laughs> yeah. He's got everything he needs. So they just go to the beach where aren't there other people in the background at the beach? Yeah, like playing a, in the sand? Yeah. <laughs> just having a day at the beach. So he says, he says this. I'm going to go catch a fish over there. And he points at, like, tide pools. <laughs> Not like, even tide pools, dude. Like, a full-on, like, shore break. Well, he catches just... a freshwater fish in that ocean, <laughs> in that bay. And then, but he, then he says... Is it like a bass? <laughs> it's like, is it like a trout or something like that? <laughs> it's like, you and the kids go find some seaweed. And she's like, okay. Yeah, and then Trump Boy's like, seaweed is really good for you. Yeah. He's, he's really game for eating a bunch of seaweed. And just... <laughs> Yeah, wet. slurping up the seaweed. <laughs> As one would do with a salad, you know, if you can imagine. Mm, salad of the sea. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So he catches some sort of trout <laughs> in the bay. <laughs> and they're cooking seaweed and trout in this really fancy stove that they have. It's, it's so good that they have that. But then the kids start freaking out and want a Happy Meal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you just said that you were willing to eat what I perceived as mounds and mounds okay, and mounds of soggy seaweed because it's healthy for you. And she they it looked like it was dry. Like it looked like they went to the store and bought seaweed and put it in a Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then we're like she had a Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot she had a Tupperware. And it's like they're just like, "Oh, this is the seaweed that you can get in Half Moon Bay, clearly." Which is not true, right? I don't think so. I really yeah. don't think so. What do you call it when you appropriate Japanese culture? Okay, uh, my children are Japanese. Uh-huh. Nori. Yeah. Or so, or depending on how what kind the kids are eating, there's also kim. That's mm. like the Korean preparation of I've never heard you say kim before. Well, you don't know everything that I do. I know. I keep You've been things... saying kim all the time. <laughs> I keep some things to myself. Um I I need to take a quick poll of the room here. Do you think that McDonald's is open? Not like right now. In the movie. Oh, yeah. Is McDonald's open <laughs> in the Birdemic? Yes. Certainly. Really? You think yes. so? Yeah. They're making McNuggets out of those things, dude. Yeah, right. You think that there's someone just shooting them down <laughs> and they're frying them up? Not just fry. They first grind them down. Yeah. Uh, Make it into a nice paste. Yeah, well, they're, those uh, birds are already full of the sweet and sour sauce. That's true. Yeah, they exploded <laughs> it all over Ramsey. Uh, okay. All right, so the kids don't like the seafood. They're complaining they want Happy Meals. Somebody get the kid a Happy Meal. <laughs> and happy meal. then what happens? And then they see a bunch of birds flying, and the birds are in the same demeanor that they've been when they're attacking cars. But for some reason, this you can young tell apocalypse, happy now. yeah, this young apocalypse family, excuse me, a squacalypse family. <laughs> I, I'm really killing it with Shanley with this squacalypse. I'm thing. really impressed that you're able to pronounce it correctly every single time. Oh uh, yeah, I've been thinking of very little else since I was a young boy, uh, and they just are like, oh man, the birds are leaving, and then the birds fly away. And Jeez, dude. oh my gosh, this this family, they're just staring off at the horizon, probably green screened in, and they're there for 
five minutes maybe before the credits start to roll nothing else happens they're just standing there we're looking at the backs of four heads i thought it was like a green screen like i thought it was like a picture of them like just dropped over footage of the ocean right until like natalie moved like after like two minutes of them being stationary i was like wow that's crazy the direction for that seems hold hold keep it going now i want you to look right. now alan needs you to tell her to look at you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it hurts me to say this alan but please tell whitney she's doing a good job mm. looking at that horizon tell her you think that though not me <laughs> i don't want to come off needy <laughs> oh and then that's how the movie ends. Yep, that's it. That's the movie. Jeez, dude, we've been talking about this for like three hours. Yeah, pretty close to it. But we, we're going to have to do some popcorn because we've missed some valuable oh things. Oh, my God. I really don't think so. I think okay. we I have about, one. Oh, Shanley, you first, please. Um, The business success when they um they sold the business. Yep, the like, acquisition. For how much? Ten billion dollars? <laughs> oh my god, dude! Wait, Go ahead, are you Shelley. talking? No, he sold his solar company for ten for million. ten million. I think they sold it for like one billion. I think they sold their tech company to Oracle for one billion dollars. Mm. Was there something you wanted to highlight about that meeting, Shelley? Like a certain number of shots involved or something? <laughs> I just, you know, I just have to give a hand of applause. Mm. Oh, I too have to want to give. <laughs> He did it. He sold the company. <laughs> it's hard to move on from this. Have you guys been counting? I haven't Dude, been counting. How many? I think we, that's why they did so many shots. Because <laughs> you can't stop once We went started. back and rewound that. There were 11 different camera nope, shots. Nope. You are incorrect there. There was way more than that. I don't think so. I think you said we're going to we get count, to 10. We heard, Yeah, we got to 10. And then they did one more shot of the CEO Well, if guy. you count the clapping that happened in the previous announcement, there was like three shots of oh, clapping. Oh, okay. So there's that. Then they cut back to the CEO who says one more thing. Then another 11 shots of people clapping. And, so it was like 14 total. And th- just like how we did it, the clapping would fizzle out and then start back up again. Then fizzle out and then start back up again. And then that was weird. Of course that was weird. But the weirdest part for me was like after that, when people were getting up and leaving the meeting, that shot was the strangest. Because there's people just kind of like wandering around the room and like having the sort of like, oh, we should get something to eat after this. Like those kinds of conversations. It. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but like sometimes they record like San Mateo City Council meetings and at the end of the meeting, the camera's still on. Yes. And you just see people wander around the room. That's what it felt like. It really did. Oh, my gosh. But that clapping lasted. We we actually looked at the time for a full minute. <laughs> full minute of just clapping. Oh, I loved it. It was amazing. All right. Yeah, that was definitely, that was at the top of my popcorn list to bring up. I have in my notes. You know what's really scary are those Bay Area gas prices. <laughs> Dude, they really were. I was like, damn, bro, 11 years ago, gas was 450 And then That's 100. That's crazy. Yeah, and it jumped up. 
<laughs> it really shot up there. All right, let's see. Um, the only thing that I really had that's missing is just not really from the movie, but my first note after the title of the film is this movie sucks. So <laughs> I don't know how quickly it got to that, but very quickly, probably during the credits, I was just already overwhelmed. I was like, I can't do this, man. I told Thomas and Taylor that I watched this. Okay. Or that we watched it. And they said, what'd you think about it? Hella funny, right? And I was like, yeah, it was hella funny. And then Tom said, yeah, dude, we just hanging out, hanging out, <laughs> hanging out with the family. Ha ha ha. When they were dancing at the bar. So, <laughs> just like, I really loved that. I was like, yeah, man, totally. That was the good part of the movie. <laughs> I, I had proposed recently that we make an award for the best character in the movie. Jimmy, you said it was the gas station guy? Oh, uh, yeah. I think if I had to pick my favorite character or the best character from the movie, he's not the best one. I think Tom Hill might be the best character just because he was so ridiculous. That guy really committed. Like, he had a vision for who this character was, and he went with it, and I like that. Okay. Shanley, do you have a best character? I agree. I've, I've, it's, he's definitely the most memorable for me. Really? Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. So, like, if somebody said, describe to me Birdemic Shock and Terror just right off the dome, you'd be like, oh, there's this guy named Tom Hill in it. Well, actually, I think of unnecessary, weird, almost sex scenes. <laughs> almost sex scenes is, we haven't described it like that yet, uh, but yeah, that's very true. Long clapping. Imaginepeace.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's after Tom Hill. Tom Hill comes. I'd say he's third. Okay. If we're each giving a a pendant away to a favorite character, I'm gonna give mine. And this is this is gonna throw you guys. I'm giving mine to Balls. Wow. Because we didn't. Cause he does that humping. Yeah, we didn't quote him on that yet. His quote is, as he's <laughs> thrusting his pelvis, a day without sex is a day wasted. And he's just a very strange character, but he turns around because he's like, hey, I'm going to buy a fuel-efficient car. I'm not going to buy a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. All right, what about uh, favorite lines from the movie? I mean, where's Becky? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a great one. Jimmy, favorite line from the movie? I'm looking. I think it might be, I'm hungry. I've been under the car for a long time. I think that one just reminds me of my wife. So I felt like, I was like, I hate Susan, but also I'm a little bit in love with her. I mean, I get it. Like, somebody get this lady a happy meal. That's very good. Uh, for me, it's between such as seals and mm. I think I hear a mountain lion. And I, for me, those two, because I think I could easily work those into conversation, like, now. Yeah. Well, especially just, in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Everyone's always going hiking and stuff. You just say, wait, I think I hear a mountain lion. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have mountain lions up here? I think so. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> All right. What about rankings? Oh, I am prepared with my rankings. Wow. Honestly, dude, I kind of want to do the whole list. I know I always want to do that, and you guys never do. I don't. But I feel like it's been a minute, and I feel like, uh, you know, every once in a while we just got to update people on the whole list. I don't think anyone cares. Me okay. and me. I think they might care, but that's fine. 
Because my list changes like every couple weeks now. I'll notice like today I had to just completely redo the list and a lot of really? stuff shuffled around. Well, I don't think it has to be consistent across the board. Why don't you open us up with your full list? I'm not going to give my full list because most of the things haven't changed in a while. All right. But go ahead. <clears throat> so of the 18 films on the list, first I will just say Birdemic is number 15. Excuse me. That's not the title of this movie. Birdemic Shock and Terror <laughs> okay. is number 15 in between The Phantom at 14 and Russell Madness at 16. Okay. My full list is <clears throat> number one, Ghost Rider. Number two, Ford v. Ferrari. Number three, Jaws the Revenge. Number four, Time Trap. Really moved up. Really? Time nice. Trap was down yeah. at like 10 or 11, I think. Yeah. And I think I missed Time Trap. Like, I, I don't know why, but I want to dive back into the <laughs> into trap. <that> trap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's got you. Number five, Pet Cemetery. Number six, Primal. Dropped a few. Uh, number seven, Sad. Song of the South, dropped a lot. That was like number two for me. Hmm. Number eight, Brokeback Mountain. Number nine, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Number ten, Steel. Eleven, Triangle. <laughs> I forgot about that damn movie. <laughs> Triangle? What How is, could you forget? It's such a stupid title. The title <laughs> is much worse than the movie itself. What was the name? Greg the Triangle Harbor. Harbor? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Go ahead. Um... Number 12, Batman and Robin. Number 13, No Dessert, Dad, Till You Mow the Lawn. Number 14, The Phantom. 15, Birdemic, Shock and Terror. 16, Russell Madness. 17, Highlander 2, The Quickening. 18, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I can't help but notice that No Dessert has moved up significantly. Yeah. It really did. It was uh, down towards the bottom. And I was just... What is I that... had to do is I had to just go... like. Start from scratch and just when I bring in a new movie, I just say, "Do I would I rather watch this or not?" And like rebuilding the list one at a time, okay, that way. And just the reality is, I would definitely rather watch No Dessert Dad till you mow the lawn than compared to several of these movies. It's so weird. Would Would you say it's because that movie, like your aggression toward that movie, has softened? Or is it because your aggression towards the other movies has intensified? Uh, there's only one movie on this list that I would say I feel hostility towards. And? And that is only Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Gotcha. So honestly, 17 of the 18 films that we've watched, I kind of want to watch again. That's awesome. That's great. Um, the only one I have zero interest in watching is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Gotcha. Hmm. And okay. I'm sure if I watched most of these movies, I would be pretty upset with myself. But the truth is, I do want to rewatch most of them. Okay. All right. So who's next? Let's pop this thing around. Go ahead, Shanley. All right. Um. So, Birdemic: Shock and Terror is now my number one. Yes. Yes. Did you stay awake through this movie? I did. Oh man! How is this your number one? It was a riot in here for the whole movie. It was crazy. I feel that's crazy. I'm. There's so so much that happened, and I mean, I love that every new line of dialogue was a new cut, a new like audio, like new like everything was different and. 
they did the the volume changed between shots, and there was there was in the same scene. There were snippets the of silence. <laughs> yep, there was a couple parts where we were like, "What happened? Why is there no sound?" And then people would just start talking. <laughs> like what? Uh, yeah, I. I'm so happy to hear that. This movie was fascinating. It was very bad, but also good in the worst ways. Like. I, I know he's alluded to like it being similar to the room and the weird sex scenes, but I feel like it has that the room level cult. Like, I want to watch this again. I want to see this in a theater, right? Like, and experience it with like people who like the cult following of this movie. That'd yes. be so much fun. I would yes. rather see this with a room full of people who've never seen it. <laughs> True. <laughs> What? I feel like people who are fans of this movie would annoy the shit out of me. You think so? Yeah, I think definitely. But I think a bunch of people who don't know what they're getting into. And you don't want that to happen because you'll be killed by a bird. Mm. That's what happens. So what are your... Do you have a top three at least? That's like you stand by it? Could you give us your top three and then your bottom? If you can't... If you don't stand by it, you can take a minute. But... Um... I mean, I feel like Jaws the Revenge has been at the top for a long time. But now that I'm actually like looking through the list again, I probably have to redo mine. Okay. I think it's Birdemic, Shock and Terror, Primal, and Batman and Robin. Wow. Top three. Three map picks, huh? Yes. Batman and Robin's technically not a map pick. But you wrote it into the jar. I did. So it's a map pick. Wait, that was a jar? Yeah, yeah, Batman and Robin was the movie jar. Oh, sorry, I was thinking of Primal. Very good. Where does it Sh- fall for you, Matt? Shanley, you're so brave that you... Oh, something happened to mine. Like, I kind of want to make it number one, but it's it's not my number one. Um, I am so upset with you two. You guys so... have some weird connection with your movie tastes. And I can't help no, but No, because she hates think, no dessert, Dad. Yeah, I, not, that's number 18. That is not changing It's ever. not always, but it's very frequently you guys have similar responses. And I can't help but think that it's because you both kind of fall asleep every time we watch a movie. I very much did not fall asleep in this You movie. fell asleep immediately, immediately after afterwards we because I spent so much time YouTube video about it. So much time not sleeping in this movie that I had all the sleep energy pent up. Yep. So for me it's number 2. Uh it could it could hover upward like a CGI bird rotating its wings. <laughs> Because Spirit of Vengeance is still number one for me, but this movie is so crazy that it makes me happy. And, oh man, it's so close to being my number one. But for for now, I'm, I've already moved it up. I started out the day with it number three, but it's since passed up Batman and Robin. So my number one, Spirit of Vengeance. Number two, Birdemic, Shock and Terror. And still at the very bottom, Highlander 2. Uh, for Highlander 2, that's one that I feel hostility toward. Uh, really yeah i i when i say i hate that movie it doesn't express the active aggression that i feel toward (laughs) it like i i want to offend that movie like Mm. i want to destroy it that's the way i feel towards that movie Uh, but birdemic i ain't mad at it i i this this movie is my new obsession and you know why i'm so excited that we finished recording this no what this is your ghost rider is it? 
I think how I was blown away. I at am falling in love with Ghost Rider. So excited this at the prospect of somebody choosing Birdemic: The Resurrection. I'm for so bad scared sequel. for you now because I did not like Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, and I'm terrified that you're gonna be betrayed by the Birdemic franchise. Bro, Damian Carter comes back for the second one. No way. He does, and he's got a new banging track for it. Natalie's back. Rod is back. Um, Doctor Jones is, is back. Tom is Hill is back, and Damian Carter is back. Nguyen... No, he wrote and directed the second one too, and he's working wow, on the third he's one. He's working with the same crew. Yeah, he didn't decide to ditch Natalie. <laughs> I don't know if they're talking, yeah. but she's still in the movie. It's a very strange directing style, <laughs> and it works for him. I am so glad that we finished recording this because there's like a million YouTube videos and a million articles that I had to re- like restrain myself from reading today because I didn't want today's recording to just be an information dump. I've made that mistake in the past. Yeah. And so I am very excited. I may stay up for another three hours just watching all the things. There's there's like a 30-minute interview on Vice that's oh just James God. Nguyen talking about the movie. Oh. I I am juiced. I am very excited. Okay, Shanley, are you excited right now? Because I get a spin? You get that spin. It's a Shan spin. Shanley, do you have any hopes and dreams Man, for this spin? Movie jar. Every week you're hoping for that. I huh? am. I know I've asked you this before. Are you going to be upset when I get Movie Jar next week? <laughs> no. Really? Yeah. You don't I care want, who gets it? I want one of us to get it. I want I you. I secretly want it to be kind of one of you. So that way I get to have more choice. Nice. In oh, you still get spin. the experience of the jar? Yeah. Without losing a turn? Exactly. <laughs> without losing a turn. But, I mean, if it Do you want one of us to get it and pick one of your movies in there? I, just, I want to know what's in there. <laughs> I can't remember anything that's in there. I want to know. Me neither. I can't remember what's in there at all. I know. I really hope that you get Jimmy's or strictly Jimmy. Ugh. I really hope that you get bad sequel and we watch Birdemic the Resurrection next Ugh. week. How dope would that be? I don't think you guys get to pick that because you guys both like this movie. Yeah, I can. I know you can, but I think it's nonsense. Well, you're nonsense. I think you guys like the movie. <laughs> all right, I'm a spin. Ready for this, guys? Wow, rushing it. I'm over this, like, in the nicest way. I'm ready for bed. Oh, that's I'm so nice. <laughs> so kind of I don't you. do it right now. She's been under the car for a long time. I'm She's hungry. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Strong spin. Bad sequels, bad sequels. Just bad like sequels, your father. Bad sequels. What? Strong, Strong spin. Good name, strong name. Hmm. Bad sequel. It's a new category. Oh. Razzie winner. Oh. Yes. Exciting. No one's excited about this. I'm excited Matt. about this. What do you mean no one's excited about this except Matt? I'm the other person in the room. That, I mean, that's the 33%. Dink's here? I said person. Yeah, Dink's Wow. Right Dink's not a person to you, huh? Dink is dog. Wow. All right. Do you know any Razzie winners, Jim, off the top of your dome? No. No one knows Razzie winners off the top of their dome. Adventures of Pluto Nash and Okay, obviously Cat you Woman. do, Matt. I meant no normal people. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is going to be great. This is going to be really exciting. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't know any off the top of my head, but I am excited. Shanley, do you honestly know what that is without, like, 
it being Matt explaining it to you. Matt's I believe that Razzies are like awards for the worst movies. That's right. So. Oh, wow. Are you looking up some? Is it, we have to go with winners? Razzie winners. Razzie winner. Damn. Yeah, this is a lot of good nominees. Um, I mean, so I'm just going to throw out a couple of nominees that stuck out, stuck out to me. Stuck. Stuck out. <laughs> From 1996, for worst written film grossing over $100 million. That's as a category, extremely specific. That's fine. Nominees were The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hmm. Zudelker and Noni White. Okay. That actually might be someone's name. Okay. <laughs> Are those the writers? Independence Day, Mission Impossible, and A Time to Kill. Those so all seem like, like decent movies. Those all, that's what I'm saying. Those all seem like, I was like, oh, hey, there's a chance here. But those are nominees, not winners. Okay. Oh, there is a winner. You know what? I saw a winner right now for the... 1997, Worst Reckless Disregard for Human Life and Public Property. Okay. And I already think Shanley might pick this one. I don't want to say it because okay. I don't want her to not pick it just because I said it. Can you send me that link just so I know to look? Yeah, I'll help you out. Thank you. Nice. Um, but there's the category, or the nominees for that one, just while we're here. The nominees for 1997's Worst Reckless Disregard for Human Life and Public Property, Batman and Robin, the Lost World, Jurassic Park, Turbulence, and Volcano. Very good. So, I mean, none of those are available because their nominee is not the winner. But there's a lot of interesting stuff here. I hate The Lost World, Jurassic Park. It's terrible. Which one's that? That's the one on the island with just uh, Ian Malcolm and Vince Vaughn. Mm. Shanley, you're going to hate this. Maybe maybe you'll find something good. That you're going to be so overwhelmed with like options they've been doing this since 1980 annually there's 41 different golden raspberry awards okay i think you're just gonna be drowned in possibility maybe you'll have to do it like systematically where you're like oh, I'm, i feel like a 90s movie this week or an 80s movie or something like that start from there so there's can i just read through the categories just to give you some perspective here okay so there's worst picture, worst actor, worst actress, worst supporting actor, worst supporting actress, worst director, worst screenplay, worst new star, worst original song. Should we restrict it to worst picture winners or should it be open to any category? I think it should be open to any. And then the... I'm probably going to pick worst picture, but yeah. Yeah. All right. As long as gives a little winner. bit more variance that way between spins because you think we're gonna get this a whole a whole bunch of times i've put it on there 17 times that's horrible <laughs> all right i think we just about wrung this chamois cloth as much as we can uh but this was a lot of fun i'm so glad um that it ranked decently on your list jim and so highly on shanley's it ranked mine. decently it was 15 out of 18 oh was it yeah okay I hated Um, this. I'm sorry. We'll catch everyone next week on Movie Night, right here on the Weekly Watch Wheel, where we'll watch a a Razzie winner movie. Dude, wow. Nice. I think I hear a mountain lion. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Weekly Watch Wheel. If you had as good of a time as we did... 
Be sure to subscribe, tell a friend about us, and maybe even leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter at WKLYWatchWheel or via email at WeeklyWatchWheel at gmail.com. Love ya. It's the Weekly Watch.